Hello, everyone, and welcome to the two-year anniversary of Tales from Stringersburg. Uh, with us, as always, is me as the storyteller, Drew. Uh, we've got Jubal Sloan as Powder Girl. And, Hi, everyone. Uh, Josh Flockavino as the puppeteer. Big number two. Hello. Yeah. And with us today, we got special guests. We've got Lynn and Sean from Eagle, Evil Beagle, if I can talk well. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, if you want, give us a little blurb about your characters before we get started, because everybody's kind of already familiar with Powder Girl and Puppeteer. Sean, take it away. Uh, names. Mechanic. People used to know me as Quentin Callahan. Ran a very powerful and important architecture and engineering firm. And found out family was tied up in some bad business. And I let my ego get the better of me and help build this city. Then I helped nearly destroy it. Now I got to fix it. I'm a guy with a bunch of tools and uh, a need to do better. Hi. Um uh, Sean, that was awesome. I'm going to go third person uh, uh, for at least the introduction. Uh, my character's name is Strix. He is a sort of owl humanoid guy, and he's a martial arts master. He actually hails from another world. He was an adventurer and a wanderer there, and now is the or and, and then became the head of his own martial arts school. Uh, there was some wackiness there. He got knocked into this world. He is uh, hoping at some point eventually to find a way home, but he figures the universe has him here for a reason. Uh, and so he's been here for a little while. And right now he mostly, uh, being a very non-human looking person, um, he uh, uh, right now teaches uh, little kids martial arts. Uh, little kids who probably can't afford uh, taking martial arts classes anywhere else. Um, and so he teaches kids from about age six to age 11. Uh, and occasionally he gets pulled into some other wackiness when um, when the folks of Stringersburg need a little bit more uh, than knowing how to properly hold your stance while you punch and kick. All right, awesome. I love that you said knocked into this world. I like the idea that somebody lives in one world and they get hit really hard and then they live somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way things seem to be happening in the, the Berg universes. You don't really have a choice as to where you're put. But just a quick introduction to the Berg itself. It's a Rust Belt city located at the uh, conflux of the Ohio and Mississippi River. Um, it was once held as America's Venice. Uh, they tried this entire uh, tourist trap deal where they turned a small island to the south of the city. Uh, where uh, Missouri, Kentucky, and Indiana all meet up. Uh, and it hung around for a while with some faux Italian architecture until it started to sink, uh, thus giving the island its nickname, The Sink. And that's where some of Quentin's family came in. They, they went to work and uh, stop the process, and uh, no one's quite sure, but uh, the company's held responsible for the continuing uh, sinking of the sink. And uh, yeah, the, the city itself has been on the general decline recently until about the past year or so when this 
uh, odd uh, mutant sports league has started to come up from underground, and his uh, word is that it's going to be the next NFL or NBA. It's it's a pretty much a legalization of metas being able to use their powers, so it's blurring the line between hero and villain to a certain extent. But heroes and villains still exist out in the, the wider world and in Stringersburg itself. And actually, that's going to lead us to the first deal where Strix, you're out and about one night and everything, and one of your street contacts comes up to you, and it's a, a older gentleman that you're familiar with that usually hangs around the homeless shelters and clinics and everything, and he's somewhat of a guardian. His uh, What his right name is, a lot of people don't know, but everyone just kind of calls him the Shivering Man. Because he's always kind of clutching himself and rubbing his arms like he's a little cold, even in this warmish weather that you guys are in at the moment. And uh, he kind of shuffles up to you. Hey, Birdman. Been a while. Good evening, my friend. How are you? Uh, you know, uh, just doing, doing, doing. But, uh,. I, uh, I was I was on the hunt for one of you guys. Uh, word on the street is something's something big's about to go down. Something I figured. How that do you down. mean? Well, uh, I know your buddy's got that uh, all that tech that got pilfered from him. Thought you might want to let him know that some of it's getting sold off on the streets in a day or two. The mechanics tech? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that, uh, the, what's the, uh, the stuff that was up in the air a couple, uh, about a year or two ago, that cease and desist program. And just so you guys know, outside of game, cease and desist was this, uh, Big Brother-esque type system of drones and power suits that were implemented uh, by a political party called the TPP, the Technological Progress Party. And a lot of the technology the mechanic would know was actually stolen from his family's company and, like, integrated in. It wasn't solely his technology, but a lot of it was. What other information do you have, my friend? And and have you eaten today? <sighs> I'm reaching in my uh, pocket for... Uh, cash. I reach in one pocket. I don't have any. I reach in another. Uh, I have three dollars that I was planning on uh, 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 getting myself something with, and I'm like, here, here, and I uh, uh, put it in, in his hand. Like, you, you need to get yourself something. But, but if you'd be so kind before you oh, do. Oh, thank you. You're, you're a saint. Uh, but well, yeah, yeah. Where should I tell? It's um. It's down on the 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 west side, or, or no, 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 the east side. It's it's by the old, uh, the old old dock system and everything. It's one of the the warehouses here. And he he starts to he pulls out a crumpled, greasy piece of paper and a, a nub of a pencil and starts to write down an address and hands it over to you. And by the time you look down and look up, he's turned My and wing. started to walk off. Thank you for your help, my friend. I um, waves over his shoulder. Um, do I have a way of contacting the mechanic? You, I would say I mean, you we would could know. go with the fact that he has trusted 
if I if I can. Yeah, I was yeah, just going to say if we've if we've we've worked, it's probably one of the closest things to a friend the mechanic has as, in, in, within the paranormal capability field at this point. And perhaps there was a situation where um, mechanic decided to trust him with uh, the secret of where his headquarters is. Um, you know, so you would actually know where the shop is. Okay. Oh, perfect. And in that case, um, I immediately just leap into the sky, flap my wings and, and fly uh, right over there. Take off with a big, you know, giant swoosh. Okay. And I'm in the air in a moment and looking for uh, where I can find him. Okay. Where I can find the, the shop. All right. His headquarter is kind of towards the southern end of the town where the old water treatment plant used to be before it got moved. Uh, but we'll, we're going to jump cut real quick to Quentin. And you're in your headquarters uh, tinkering and messing around with some things and uh, muddling over uh, the what you need to do and different plans and everything when... Uh, your cell phone rings. What? Mr. Callahan, you didn't come in to work for the past two days. You immediately recognize the voice as Val Ashcroft, your uh, boss and somewhat uh, parole officer. She's she's the one that kind of, when you got out of prison and everything, uh, kind of vouched for you and gave you a job and everything, being an ex-villain herself. Or, you weren't a villain, but she's an ex-villain. I'm an ex-con, though. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. sorry, Val. I've been working on that one problem. Uh, just I needed some time in my, uh, my home office to try to work through the problem. Okay. I do expect you in the office tomorrow, though. You need some FaceTime. I'm still not going to wear a tie. That's fine. At least start wearing something fashionable. I pay you enough. Alright. I'll, uh... Get something from the Gap or whatever. That's where the kids buy clothes these days, right? <laughs> and she hangs up. So what is Quentin in the process of, of doing too. at the moment? <laughs> um, oh, he's, he's still trying to figure out how he's going to get the next piece of the puzzle. In terms of what happened um so right now he's actually working on his own version of some of the tech that uh, the cease and desist program used but he wants to use it for his purposes uh to get a lead on what this tpp is doing and what they're really about you know, who's involved that kind of thing he, he has a strong feeling that that they're somewhere in the higher end of the food chain of where all his problems are concerned and where the problems of the city are concerned. But, uh, so yeah, he's, he's working on a reconnaissance and surveillance system. Okay. Uh, all right. So you're, you're fiddling with, with your visor and, and your, your reconnaissance and everything. And, um, your headquarters alarm quirks and 
up on the one of your video screens, you see uh, the outline of Strix coming in. Uh, he's going to want me to have tea or practice some martial art. I open up the uh, little hatch thing, that, uh, like a little secret cover, whatever, and he would know to just pop in. And basically, it's reconstituted sewer line stuff. But uh, you know, the the part near my my H, my HQ is actually nice and not you know nasty and filthy or anything like that. But get to where I am, you either have to know one of the secret entrances or you have to wend your way through some really old nasty sewage lines. He gets to come in the nice way. All right. What's up, Strix? So I land. Friend, um, it has been days since you've been by the dojo. So, but um, I immediately look around. And I'm like, clearly, you've been busy. Um, I have some foul news. Um, the shaking man, is that right? Shivering man. Shivering man. The shivering. I apologize. Yeah. Okay. Um, our friend, the shivering wren. Um, your gear. Your gear that had been co-opted. Apparently, some of it is um, has reappeared um, here. And he, I hand you the location of the uh, of the warehouse. Um, he said that some of it was here. I suspect you would want to come with me to uh, investigate. I don't recall you mentioning any release. Of this material, no. This is exactly what I've been looking for, Strix. Uh, I'm going to owe you big time if this plays out. And I just hang on a second. I want to do basically. I want to take the inf the information about where mm -hmm. and uh, try to look up uh, any information I can about that warehouse, who owns it, you know, what's it supposedly, you know, okay, supposed to be used for, you know, anything like that. Yeah, give me a technology roll. Roger that. Uh, so I'm in the chat, but uh, I'll just go to the gameplay channel, I guess, real yeah. quick and mm -hmm. roll over there. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I have eight dice in technology, and that's eh, five successes. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. Not bad. Finding out this information, Stringersburg's not known for its... Um spot on record keeping but they're also not known for having everything completely tied down like most major cities or, or former major cities so you can find out the information uh, pretty easily this is a subsidiary of uh, greenwell industries which greg greenwell is one of the heads of the tpp uh, he's also the employer of val ashcroft and uh, he, you would have sussed out by now that he was the one of the masterminds, if not the mastermind, behind the cease and desist program. Like he he made his he made all of his money as a weapons designer and has his hands in anything that's unscrupulous or, uh, you know, underhanded. But he has enough money that he's been pretty much untouched and he's intelligent enough to hide his trail really well. But you've been looking at this long Are enough you, that you can kind of see how this progresses. 
All right. Okay. Strix, you uh, you got a hot tip, and this is ugly, so I uh, wouldn't mind having you along as I go check this out. Absolutely, friend. That's why I am here. Yeah. Would you like me to do some aerial reconnaissance? Yeah, I'm going to get in close. I think it's time to try this little baby out. And um, I'm going to use my Omnipower uh, to give myself X-ray vision. Okay. Um, basically, it's going to be a, a high-tech, insert lots of cool things here, but it's basically an adaptation to my visor that takes thermal imaging, neutron patterns, and other kinds of stuff that, and gives me a clear reinterpreted picture of what's on the other side of a wall. Cool. And I'll integrate it with the telescopic and everything else. All right. And uh, we'll head out. All right. You're, you're, and I've got that swing line thing going. So. Okay. You're interlaying all this together and everything and you're about done and you click the last, you know, diode together and everything. And you guys hear as well as feel, uh, <sighs> something and the ground shakes and then you hear a another one you I hear another hmm? i fly through the window see what i can open the air okay oh that we're underground so you would have to go back up through the hatch yep um but as he's doing that uh i'm pulling up all of my emergency system stuff and my comms and you know like all the high end level stuff trying to get a you know a sense of where it's coming from and what what's happened okay so, I mean, I've got a wall of screens and cameras everywhere. So, right. okay, uh, this is almost simultaneous because Strix, you're so fast. By the time you get up and out, you've got your screens up and everything, so you guys see this almost simultaneously. Outside, you see a, a cloud of of dust, and this isn't right next to the to your hideout or anything, but it's just the impact was so heavy that you guys could feel it, and dust came came down. But probably about 300 yards away you see part of a building collapsed and out of it you see this hulking mountain of muscle eight feet tall and you know almost eight feet wide um with this kind of greenish uh helmet of some sort on its head um it's can contrast with its uh, like yellowish type skin and you see two individuals, one up on a roof in a, like a blackish gray outfit with a white mask on and another one like a slender uh, female in a slick costume. And they seem to be squaring off against this, this large individual. Looks like the investigation is going to have to hold. Do we know, recognize any of these people? Um, the one in the black and white, you do not. The female, Quentin would recognize as Dr. Robbins, uh, works at Lucid Pharmaceuticals. You guys met at one point. Um, Lucid Pharmaceuticals is another company that's owned by Greg Greenwell. And they work in rumored, but not substantiated, that they're working on like a bioforce enhancement project. Um, and you met her in passing. Oh, hold on. Re re 
Doctor, what what was the name? Uh, Doctor Claire Robbins. Claire Robbins, mm-hmm. and you said that was Lucid Pharmaceuticals. Yep. Sorry, I'm just I just want to keep all the notes. No, so, you're good. You know. I appreciate Thank that. You. All right. My other question is the building that's starting to collapse. Is this a residential building? Is this no? Um, this this is mostly is derelict this a build- warehouses. Right. Okay. That's all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think Quentin chose this area specifically. Um, Like, a couple of the warehouses, a little, like a block or two up, are used for storage. But, like, this particular area, it's rumored that there's possibly going to be demolished and turned into something different. But the water treatment plant, like the old one, is just too big for them to do anything with right now. I come hurtling up the same shaft basically and up outside, you know, with my uh, grappling line and uh, it's time to take off and go, you know, deal with whatever that is over there. All right. Well, let's get into combat and let's look at everybody's edge, which I'm pretty sure I know who's going to go first because they're, I've never seen an edge this high with Strix's. What is it? I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> so you've got all that written down there, yeah? Yeah, I've got it. I've got a lot of it pulled up for. Let's okay. see. Quentin's is twelve. Ogre's uh, eight. <laughs> Outer Girls is... Why can I not find yours? It is 13. Outer Girl? Yeah. That's the superhero name. Man. Outer Girl. Okay. Fergus is... A lowly 10. Yeah. All right. So up first, we have Strix with... The scene I just laid out before you, it's probably, like I said, it's about 300 yards away, give or take. Uh, the the large... I have flight seven, fine. Yeah, you're good on that. I, I have flight seven dice, I was going to say, so I assume I'm fairly... I'm able to get to them and do something Yeah. the same round. So the two people who are not the green hulking smashy smasherson guy... They seem to be working in concert, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks uh, a little rusty, but practiced. Okay. Like they're kind so of glancing I'm up at each in other. That uh, sorry, real quick. They're like glancing up at each other, but it looks like they're in some type of rough formation, even though it's just two of them. Gotcha. Okay. So, I am going to land near those two, and I think for the first round, before I just start hassan, before I just start sort of karate chopping everything, I'm going to land near them in a crouch with the wings up in the air, and I just say, "I am Strix. How may I be of how may I be of assistance here? What is happening, in fact, and how may I be of assistance here?" <laughs> All right. So, rewinding. Real quick cutscene. Way cooler. 
uh, like it. Yeah. Rewind, rewind cutscene. Uh, Claire, you had discovered that there was a possibility that some of the old cease and desist, uh, units were going to be, uh, sold off. You, you found it through while you were snooping around in some of lucid pharmaceuticals records and tied to Greenwell and everything. And as luck would have it, you were able to find Fergus recently and you told him and, uh, you know, knew that this was something that you guys could kind of handle. And, uh, right after your meetup, you guys were walking out and walked into an old nemesis of both of yours, which, uh, puppeteer knows as ochre ogre and Claire knows as the troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, different names, same villain, except except he's got this odd, very shiny metallic helmet on, um, and usually the dull look that's in his eyes um, is very sharp and keen now. Uh, so, building up to this point, you guys battle a couple of blocks. Um, he's the same immovable uh, giant mound of muscle that he's always been but there's an intelligence behind his attacks and motivation and puppeteer you quickly find out that your mind control control just straight up does not work on him Mm -hmm. and instead of a big hulking voice like he used to have he's got a very type of proper voice when he wants to talk to you which is very odd coming out of this big giant man Big ugly green man. Yeah, <laughs> a very proper voice. He was educated at Eton somehow. Yeah. I don't know how they fit him in the classroom. Yeah. But... He's the Credible Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys noticed. I popped out for a second. Um, I don't know if it, it showed that or not. I apologize. I don't know what happened. It just something said "aw snap" and okay. I, I was I was dumped. Technology is so. wonderful when it works. But I was just kind of filling them on a on a backstory of how they they got to here. Uh, nothing terribly important. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you got, you know, uh, through a mixture of telekinesis and Claire's, uh, disintegration, you guys kind of shove him through a building, but he comes out and you see, he's got like a cut on his shoulder and it's already starting to, the blood starting to run back into the cut. It's starting to mend. But, and then Strix, Strix lands. just a thing for that. But yeah, strict lands and I think asks I think I think help. Claire's enough out of the loop. I think Claire's enough out of the loop and enough out of practice that she just doesn't that she's not expecting there to be another hero there, and so she has kind of a huh, oh, let's um, and she looks over at Fergus. It, 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 I don't suppose you could go over there and get that helmet off his head. There's one way, one way to find out. Swoosh. Now, I don't know if that conversation took my action. If I have to wait till next round, it's perfectly fine. Nah, go ahead. Oh, all right. So, um, so that being the case, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do... Um, what I'm going to try to do is actually a... Um, this guy doesn't look super agile. Is that right? No. he He's got big plotting steps and everything. 
Okay, so what I'm going to try to do is it's just a combination of, a, of, of sort of small strikes on this guy as I sort of fly around him real fast. And just like a pop here, pop there, pop here, pop there. What I'm actually going for is a combat maneuver to hopefully reduce his defense so that someone else can grab his helmet, okay? All if right. I roll high enough, I'll totally have him lose his next action. Uh, but for right now, what I really want is to reduce his defense so someone else can uh, okay. uh, grab it, the, the helmet. All right. Okay. So is it is it uh, is his helmet like attached to his shoulders? Like is it like fastened on yeah, like, like Juggernaut, yeah, or is it more like Magneto? It's like a perched. No, this looks okay. like it's okay. firmly secured onto him. So this is my attack to try to get the uh, special effect on him. All right. um, so are you, are you doing like fancy footwork or? Um, yeah, it's basically I'm gonna figuring is trying to use either my agility or my martial arts. It's the same. It's uh, the same rank. Which okay. everyone, you know, I'm trying to do something that leverages the fact that I'm way more mobile than he is. So at least I'm hoping. Okay. I'm hoping to go against his agility. So All right. what I'm doing is I'm landing, popping, not landing, popping, and sort of uh, doing a night crawler all around him without actually teleporting. Gotcha. Uh, I just rolled eight successes on that. Nice. All right, and then he so he does to... have a travel power. You're you're popping against him and everything, and he seems focused on these two, and he actually leaps straight at him, or he's going to try to. So he's using his move his his movement power to defend against the uh, yeah the, the yeah he, he's trying to he's trying to leap out of the way, but yeah, he just doesn't get enough. Like you're you hit him like right in the soft spots and everything. And uh, it seems to to trip him up. He can't. His his knee buckles underneath him, and you beat him by four successes. By four. Yeah. So he's at minus two dice. And and he, yeah, we'll just say he's at minus two and he can't move. Like you hit him right in the back of the knee on right as he's getting ready to leap, and he kind of perfect knocks down. So next up, we got Powder Girl. Perfect. Well, seeing the opportunity, uh, Powder Girl straight charge him. I can reach him this round, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, with her, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember if I haven't fought as her in quite some time, in about uh, nine years, I'd say. I, don't, I, think, I think it's been since she's been uh, uh, combat. The uh, the daggers are what's acidic, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I am aiming one of those right at the seam, right at the seam of the helmet. Okay. Just so, jumping right up and just right away. So are you going for him or the helmet? I'm aim, aim, aiming for the uh, seam of the helmet. Okay. So you're going to try to attack it? Trying to make it, yeah, targeting the item. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Roll, roll for it. Yeah, Fergus wants the helmet off. I'm going to get the helmet off. All right. Give me a damn minute. Let's see. <laughs> Five successes. All right. Yeah, one success. All right, you don't get the whole thing off but you start the process like you you cut one of the straps like he's got straps that go under his arms um which are also slightly metal they're they're slightly metallic um and you start you get most of the way through 
that one like on on one of them it's not completely off yet but you made really good headway uh claire has a uh claire's claire's uh, uh general outfit is a sort of uh late 90s full body superhero outfit with uh with like her face covered you could recognize her by like her long uh uh hair out of the top and she moves super quickly up and like pulls out just a long normal looking dagger that hisses super audibly when she cuts the strap yeah all right next is quentin so you said uh, he uh, we were how far away when uh, when i uh, popped out of the hatch and we saw this guy about 300 yards give or take okay well I've got swing line uh, 4D, which is 25 miles an hour, um, effectively. Uh, I'm going to guess that would get me in the area. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll say yeah. Okay, so I will swing line over uh, landing, uh, pulling myself up onto a roof of one of the buildings nearby. Um, yeah crouch down and immediately start studying the problem. By the way, round one, uh, I have a build-up power okay. that, I'm, uh, that I've reached down. Because the helmet looks uh, technological, doesn't it? Kind of. It doesn't have any fiddly does, does bits. The helmet it's, it's pretty solid. Like it but, I mean, thermal uh, thermal imaging, is it, like, is, it, is it powered? Is the helmet got oh, power no. running through it? Doesn't look like. It doesn't look like it has wires or conduits or anything. Um, it looks like it's a solid chunk. Uh, well, <sighs> hell with it. And uh, he inverts the. Just, by the way, is it okay if I share screen real quick and show you guys a picture I picked up for him? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be super cool. So, um, let me go ahead and share that. Uh, so, um, can you guys see that now? Yeah. So that's, let's see. So he's Watch got this. Oh, okay. Cool. Wrench gizmo thing. I'll nice. stop sharing now. But, um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's got that on his back. He pulls it off, inverts it so that basically he could, it's almost like, it's like a gun kind of thing. Like, like a kid holding a giant wrench, like a gun. But then when he pulls he pulls the trigger and something happens, uh, I'm just gonna blast him. All right. Um, I've got six charges on that, and uh, you know what? No. Um, I think about that for a second. I, nah, let's try. Yeah, I pop a magnesium flare, and I swing past him. There we go. Even as, even as um, uh, Strix is pop, 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 and he like you know collapses a little bit, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, uh, Claire jumps up and does her thing. I just swing past and flash. I I pop a magnesium flare, which is basically blind 10D. All right. So yeah, we'll go with that one instead. All right, and he uh, resists that with I'm trying to find it. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. I don't think he's gonna resist shit. Right, yeah, frankly. 13 successes. <laughs> so he Pardon gets my French. To <laughs> he gets to resist it with toughness or his active defense. Shoo, he's gonna have to roll a lot of successes. 
No. Okay, so tell me tell me how this goes. There's not a lot of and he was at minus two. Uh, anyway, yeah, so so, um, so it's like you know, uh, it, it, it's 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 sort of one of those. Uh, it's a, it's a flare gun essentially, um, and just paf, and it just crazy magnesium uh, blindness, but it's targeted. It's like when it explodes, it explodes right in his face, uh, and everybody else is going to have spots in their eyes for like a, a little bit, just pure special effect, no actual whatever. But um, uh, yeah. And I just swing back over. It's like, how you like that tough guy? You want to maybe stop now? Um, or do we have to actually start hurting you? It's like, oh, I say this is off. Uh, ruffians, tomfoolery. <laughs> Fergus, it's your go. <laughs> Len, are Let's you? Let's hand up. Just to point out that if he's now blind and with the minus two from the special attack, this sparkling character is now at minus five die on his defenses. So I don't know. Maybe go for the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's true. Oh yeah. That, yeah, um, I, I I didn't even think about that, but yeah, um, he probably would have rolled less dice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I should have rolled two or less, but. He has been softened up. Mm-hmm. So, Drew, Drew, did you say that we're we uh, Powder Girl and Puppeteer started on a roof? Uh, you're on a roof, yeah. I figured you would be keeping your distance. Yeah, um, I th- I think for this one, Fergus wants to get a little bit closer, so he's just gonna kind of like telekinetically ride a, a fire escape down to the ground and uh, in the light from the flare I think maybe he's noticed the straps of the uh, helmet where they where they buckle and he's going to use telekinesis to unbuckle them and pull the helmet off and tell me if this is a bit ambitious but ideally, he's going to pull the helmet off, lift it up into the air, flip it around, and then hit him on the head with it. All right. We'll see how you roll. I like it. I like it. That would, however, I think be two actions, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. I'll just, I'll just take it off this turn. And he had With 11 successes, though. Yeah. He had a whole <laughs> whopping one success on his one die that he got to roll. All right. So, yeah, you find the weak point. Claire hit it. He's, I don't think they're... You're not going to let us play anymore, Lance. No, this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. You're not going to let us play anymore. Stupid designers. <laughs> Almost like they know the system well. <laughs> so, so yeah, Flock, tell me tell me after you find those weak points, what you're, is that what you're sticking with? Okay. The, yeah, the, the uh, straps and buckles holding the helmet in place just quietly come undone, and the helmet just lifts off the, off his head. And it's turning upside down in midair, and uh, Fergus looks at uh, at this person closely because the the difference in the voice is bothering him, mm-hmm. and uh, he looks at Troll Ogre and is just like, "Who's in there? You're not this smart." As soon as the the perimeter of the helmet leaves uh, his person. You instantly, even though he's rubbing at his eyes and everything, 
the instant that you catch his eyes, they go dull. Like his normal, the way he used to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the, the, the helmet is out of his reach. Yeah. It's, it's high enough up in the air that it, he can't get to it. That's my main goal. All right. So he send it over here. Let me take a look at it. He's you hear him go from oh oh dear might oh spots don't like and he just clenches his fist and slams him down on the ground and he's at a minus five. Oh, I should have stayed on the roof. <laughs> like I'm like on him so. Yeah, so yeah, everybody <laughs> needs to give me a active defense roll uh, as he hits the ground and this shockwave orbits are out from from his impact. The scenario attack? Uh, yes. But shockwave. So that means we're having our, we have to have the results if we're using active defense is correct. Uh, I believe so. You can so. use uh, might, too, can't you? Yeah. Yep, you either use full might or you do an active defense and you get and the result is halved. Because it's hard to dodge an attack when the attack takes up a giant chunk of space. Yeah. You could use uh, active, so... you could use full active, but you give up your next action. Yeah. So long and short, we use an active defense, you gotta have your whatever your role and that's what I am doing. Yeah, I'm I'm using evasion. So would I roll half the number of dice, or just roll uh, and count the successes? I roll all the have the successes just because it's more fun. But it doesn't matter. Hang on. Okay. Um, just real quick, shockwave only allows might or weight rank to defend. There's no active defense for it. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. That'll be a mistake. Go ahead and use. You can still use an active defense. Oh, I see how the I see how it is. Fine. Yeah. Change the rule on the fly. Okay. Drew. Drew. Which one is it, Drew? No, I, I said active defense. So yeah, storyteller. All right. Okay. So yeah, Strix, no problem. So Flies let's out see. Of the way. Half of five, round up or round down? Always round up. Thank you. Three. So I'm getting hit, it looks like, because he got four. And what's the, uh, what value we're looking for? Uh, if you have evasion or agility, just roll that. I, have, I do have agility and I have armor. But I'm guessing armor is once I've already, I'm already hit, right? Yeah, that's your passive. In this case, um, you, have, you have the option of a passive or an active defense. Yeah. Uh, the passive mm-hmm. defense you can use here would be your might. So if you have any way to apply okay. might, you could use that if you have a, if you have a decent amount of might. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you would want to use evasion uh, or uh, agility if you don't have evasion. Uh, but you know, get cool. half successes. All right. Uh, let's see. One success. All right. So Quentin so and Strix. I uh, yeah. I my my exoskeleton, my ex, my exoskeleton does have enhanced strength. I was clinging to the side of a building, uh, like the the fire the fire escape uh, uh, puppeteer came down on. That's the one I swing over and like. So I'm actually holding on to it now. But yeah, I just clench and and I'm fine. Okay. What about you, Strix? How do you 
avoid it. Um, I see it happening. I literally leap up in the air um, so that the pressure wave or the compression wave kind of just slides out under me, and I'm almost inevitably sort of landing behind him right now, not facing him. And when I strike him, it'll be still looking in the opposite direction because I know exactly where he is. That'll be next round. All right. Uh, Claire and Puppeteer, you guys are... are, uh pushed away not not incredibly far but you're pushed back far enough that your ears are ringing a little bit and your eyes are watering um so you'll be at a minus one die uh on your challenge rolls until the next turn so that's the bottom of that and uh, we're back up to the top of the order with strix so having landed sort of behind him, again, I'm sort of kicking him. Uh, you know, I leapt over as he did the pressure wave. I landed, I'm facing one direction. He's exactly behind me, but I land in such a way to facilitate my ability to kind of just lean backwards and kick him with the wings, counterbalancing it forwards. Well, Pam, and I'm here using the strike with the penetrator. Okay. Um, so it's the same thing. It's twice. Um, his, if he does the active, uh, if he does his active defenses, he's get the penalty for the fact that he can't see. So I think he's at minus five. If you're using a passive defense, like maybe his toughness or something, mm-hmm. he still gets the minus two because of that special attack I did last round. Right. But this attack is penetrating. Okay. So, so it's half. Yeah. So hopefully either six. way. So four. Uh, so let's see what happens here. Ooh, Whoa. no successes for him. Wow. Take take it away. So he takes seven damage. Yeah. Um, you know, and so my idea is basically since I'm behind him, my idea was to kick him right. Uh, sort of. Uh, this is a big giant monster guy. So my idea was to kick him right at a point in his spine at a slight angle. If the angle were different, the idea would be to cripple him. But of course, it's not because I'm me. The slight <laughs> adjustment in the angle is such that it should cause him to collapse unable to move but still be okay and they're therefore defeat him i don't know if actually i'm able to do it with this monster guy but but that was certainly the intent you again you're you're just finding all these soft spots and yeah you you hit him right where you know you you know a nerve cluster is where the spine and the muscles kind of meet and you hit him and he he flinches like he he turns a bit and everything, but he's still standing. Any other person? I look at him and like, go. Yeah, any other person? You. I look at him and dropped. I go. Awesome. All right, Powder Girl. Len, Len was Len was trying to say something. Len was trying to say something. Yeah, I think your mic cut out. Apologies. I look at him as he turns and I say, impressive. That would have taken down an Oni. Hmm. This guy actually does kind of look like an Oni. Like he's got a little bit of tusks like poking out from the bottom lip and everything. He's got yellowish kind of skin. Cool. So, clear. So his, his helmet is completely is completely off of him now, right? Completely off. Let's see. Um, she's going to. She moves incredibly fast. 
she's got five yeah five dice and super speed so she just moves over to his flank and flings one of her uh, grenades at him all right so that's three successes oh wait no i need to i need to, i'm at minus one so sorry about that all good <laughs> well um <laughs> Hey, what are you gonna do? It's random, right? <laughs> okay, it, I didn't roll it. <laughs> it's you all dice spend, fault. You can you can spend a resolve to re-roll. Oh no, I my re-roll is better than my pre-penalized because I it should be six dice and I rolled six dice and then I was like, right, it's minus one, so I rolled five dice and I rolled better. So, all right, uh, resisted with toughness. All right, he's still at a minus five. Mm-hmm. All right, so you get to no successes, but uh, you get to embellish after this. Like you take it, and it's your grenades are the stun grenades, right? Yeah, they're the they. Uh, it it. I imagine it just like I imagine he holds up his arm, it hits it, pops, and you hear an audible like hissing off of his skin. Yeah, although it doesn't seem to slow him down. Yeah, and it's like the skin is bubbling, kind of in your trademark way but it's already starting to like mm-hmm. re-knit itself back together alright uh, Quentin uh, we're gonna have to put in a little overtime on us on this one <laughs> um, and uh, I um, go ahead and, and do the Batman up to the top of the of this building Flip up over onto the thing, pull out the wrench, and what I was going to do before, I will do this time. All right. Boom! And I just shoot him. All right. And it's just straight—it's just straight up ten dice blast. All right. So he has been whittled down, so he has, does not have quite the dice pull that he did before. He doesn't have the minus two from my maneuver that ended. When yeah. I took my action, oh, so that's uh, over now. Yeah, one it thing still blinded. Right. Uh, one thing I did forget to tell you guys is we use one of the gritty rules. Is uh, once you get past half of your health pool, uh, you take a minus two to your dice. So cool. that that's the one thing that we're kind of carrying over. Uh, so yeah, you get. I'm, I'm gonna spend. I'm going to spend two resolve to throw two more dice at this. All right. Just to get a little bit more. And so nice. uh, that's a total of three successes yeah. that I, uh, I got on it. Three more damage. All right. How, what, how do you hit this guy? Oh, just straight up right in the, you know, just blast him right in the face. Right. <laughs> he I just said, it's an applied kinetics. Um, it's, it's called an applied kinetics blaster. So it is just literally a wave of kinetic force that just slams into his upper body. All right. Yeah. Most of it catches his jaw and everything, and you see a couple of teeth embed itself in the concrete uh, beside him, and he he's he's looking wobbly, but this guy is still standing. 
and all, lay down tiny the fight's over already you start to see like the blood that's running out of his mouth starts to slow to a trickle and you start to see tiny little nubs of teeth growing back in uh fergus it's your go okay so um he's noticed he doesn't really know who quentin is i imagine but he's he uh I, I I take it, Sean, that he actually yelled that last round about throw the helmet to me. So he's yeah. he's he's gonna just sort of like toss the helmet up on the roof where where the mechanic is, and then he's gonna reach out with both hands as if in the air above the ogre, and he's gonna try to make him a puppet. All right, go for it. Um. I'm still at I'm still at minus one, right, from the shockwave. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um sad over. Okay, I guess I won't spend anything on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> You've got this guy for the foreseeable future. Okay. He's he's he just like whatever tense like fighting posture he's in, his arms just drop to his side. Uh, he just sort of like sits down on the ground with his like his feet kind of his legs and feet kind of flop out in front of him like like how a baby sits he just sits down like that huh that's a neat trick can we tell he's doing that or do we think this guy has just surrendered you can see me like moving my hands in the air yeah. And yeah. and now, uh, Flocky, if you want, you can take a, a minute to describe Puppeteer a, a bit better. Okay. Before um, before the description, Claire Claire to the to the two new guys, it's like he's got him. He's got him. So um, Fergus right. is wearing just like a it's it's a theater mask, but instead of the comedy face or the drama face, it's an expressionless mask if it says anything it says alienation or you know some sort of german psychology kind of concept not 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 sad not happy but not great like whatever that (laughs) state of mind is it's not great um and the costume that he's wearing is almost like um an exaggerated version of like an impresario in an opera or something like that. It's got elements of like a dark suit, but it also sort of has cape. It's got slit arms instead of sleeves. And there's this like camouflage cross hatching pattern to visually confuse people. He, um, he's not real tall and he's pretty scrawny under there. So he cuts a sort of unlikely figure. He, he doesn't look heroic. He, he looks like, he looks like, like a weird theater kid who can actually do stuff. Um, and um, he 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 makes ogre pout a little bit and like slap the ground with his hands like he's a baby. And then he and then he looks up and he's like, "This this is ogre." Ogre looks up and apologizes to us. I'm sorry. All right, that's not creepy at all. That's not creepy at all. <sighs> you never really get used to it. Say again, Strix. Can you contain him? 
Should we call someone? He is clearly a danger. This should last a while, but he's a slippery one. I, I don't know how he's here. I thought he was dead. And then he's like, and then, and then Fergus says, you, tell us how you came to be here. I walked. I was walking over to pick up his helmet. No, I have the helmet up on the roof with me. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, and says, I'm looking at it, by the way. Yeah, he, that's all he says. He says, I Sorry. walked. <laughs> I, I am seriously checking out this damn helmet. All right, you are looking at it, and it's it's really well made. Um, it it's almost looks like it's been forged, um, like hand forged more so than anything that's uh, been manufactured or anything like that. And the outside is pretty smooth. Um, you know, it it, it kind of comes down um, and fits under the jaw and everything. And he had like a strap under the jaw and then around the shoulders and everything before it was yanked off of him. Um, you know, eye holes and a, a slit for the mouth and everything. But it's when you turn it over and look on the inside and it's got runes. Um, best way to describe it. It's got angular writing that you have no idea what it is. That's just etched all on the inside. And it's just this concentric spiraling pattern that just gets smaller and smaller towards the crown till you know that there's still writing, but to be able to do something that precise would take like a micro laser. Well, um, just for kicks, I'll uh, you know grab some, grab a couple of uh, uh, lenses and stuff like that. Stick them on the, uh, click them into the uh, visor. Myself, microscopic vision. Okay. And so I'll actually I'll look, look into the center just to see if there's something at that center point that is notable that you know maybe right. otherwise I wouldn't be able to see. Yeah, you you look and and you you click in a couple of magnifications, and this this writing is still just spiraling inward until you see just this the smallest possible but clearest cut diamond you've ever seen at the very point of this, the very tip. Damn! Like a diamond shape. No, like a, like diamond. a diamond shape. That's oh, been diamond. In, that's Natural been embedded. Diamond. Yeah. But it's it's perfect. It has this is no flaws. Clearly whatsoever. not technological. Yeah, but it, this is clearly not a technological device. This at this point, you know, Quentin looks over the. By the way, I should I see Quentin, but he has a secret ID. So um, I'm going to go with the idea that Strix knows who he really is. Um, but you guys would just know the you know if you've ever heard of the the mechanic, it's that guy who occasionally always fixing stuff in the city, especially in the sink. Sometimes take on takes on bad guys. Um, he looks down over the things. Says, "This is magic. There's nothing tech about it. Uh, I don't know. But it's the most impossible thing. You, I, I don't know how you could do this without like a laser. Like this funky hoodoo writing goes all the way in circles. At the very, very top of the damn helmet is like this perfect, flawless diamond, microscopic level." I, I look at you. You probably know more about magic than I do, and I hand you the helmet. Tricks. 
I land uh, next to the mechanic. Uh, I flip it over. I look at him. I say, I know nothing about that. And then I look at the helmet and see if I recognize the writing. The writing is very familiar with you to you because it's from your home dimension. Yes, I know nothing about magic, but yes, this writing is from my world. This is this like is, a, uh, clearly some kind of religion. Yeah, it's a, it's like a chant or a mantra to uh, excise external forces against the mind. Like you don't know the intricacies of it, but what you can read, like that's kind of the gist of it. Okay, down whoever, on the ground. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Len. Whoever created this knows. They may be from my world. At the very least, they, they this writing is from my home world. I know nothing of magic other than that it is powerful, but um, very so, interesting. We'd want to we find this. You'd want to find this guy because maybe it's your way home. Yeah. All right. So, hi, folks. My name's I'm the mechanic. This is Strix. Uh, powder girl, right? And who are you? You know, I'm not forgotten. Uh, I'm concentrating. Uh, just a moment. He, oh. uh, he, he gives he gives uh, ogre the 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 telepathic command to explain where the helmet came from and also how he's not dead. He says. <laughs> uh, he starts off with why you're not dead, and he's like. I went under the mountain like you told me, and then I woke up under the mountain and got out from under the mountain, and a furry man gave me the helmet, told me to wear it. Tell us about the furry man. Immediately. He was furry? And looked like a man. So idiocy is a powerful defense against telepathic interrogation. Well, <laughs> he can only explain things for as intelligent as he is. I know. I I, I know. I love it. And I think it's this is I, great. It's it's very elegant, true. I love it. Friend, can you pull pictures from his mind? Or are you bound by his words? Uh, I can only make him do things. I'm the puppeteer. He's my puppet. Uh, it's not there. Very clever. <clears throat> can you make him go to sleep then until someone arrives who can... Yeah, I'm calling for... He appears to have already healed much of the damage he suffered while, in our confrontation. While you guys I'm are talking, all of his teeth bird. have grown back and like all the wounds have almost knitted back together. Ugh. I start stretching like we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> I'm assuming that there are authorities that can be called to pick up people like this, and if so, I will have called them. Okay, yes, there's the MHTF, have, which it, is it, the Metahuman Task Force. Uh, they're kind of the... I would have already sent a... Okay. Yeah, they when, when, when we started to take him down, I would have called for them. Alright, after the whole uh, TPP incident and everything, they kind of set up um, 
a facility very close to the city, not inside, um, because of some static that they were getting from a bunch of metas that recently moved in. Uh, so yeah, they could they can probably be there within half an hour. Ooh, okay, that's a okay. long time to hold him. I held off the ten thousand servants of Sholan for two days. So go ahead, or or you can hold him. Whatever's easier for you. Hey, remember Fergus, and she uh, uh, Claire points to one of her grenades. This will keep him down at least for a little bit. If you need a break. Um, I don't need a... Go on, Sean. A duct, um... Powder girl. There's... And I, I, I very much want to point out that when you looked at you, you like, naturally said, Dr. Um, um, uh, powder girl. Don't you have something, like, uh, a little more long-term say goodnight? I could probably put something together. I, uh, let's see. I might have something here. Uh, Drew, I have, um, let's see. I don't know that it made it over, but I have my old, um, M and M character sheet here. And one of her feats was, uh, inventor. So do you think I ha would have anything on me that I could uh, put something together? No, you something something about the the time slip and everything like you don't have your belt o stuff. Okay, that you okay. used to have. Oh well, just to, just to, if I could ask, um, what's your medicines? What, what's your medicine score? Uh six. Okay, Claire. Claire didn't click. Be uh, a quick backstory on her. Claire didn't realize that her meta ability is her intelligence. And so she used it to try to gain superpowers. So she figured out a chemical formula to give herself superpowers, but it came with a lot of drawbacks that she had to spend years trying to fix. Look, I can come up with a, a uh, maybe an uh, the right kind of injector. Uh, if you can come up with a concoction, and we can can. Uh, I can come. Um, up, I can come up with it right here, but I don't think we have anything here. Would he simply give? Fergus. Tell he us what you did him soundly in a few moments. He may not be a clever warrior, but he's clearly a warrior. And um... I'll be right back. I think I can come up with some stuff that'd be helpful to you. Give me a, give me a shopping list. That I can do. While, while all this is going on, Fergus is, is making the ogre um, do ballet poses. Nothing if not theatrical. <laughs> Alright, so... I look at Fergus and I'm like, he is defeated, there's no need to humiliate him. I'm just keeping him active. It, uh, It's better for me also sitting here doing nothing. It, it doesn't feel... Uh, it's not sustainable. He has to do something. It's performance. Alright, so... Here, follow me. I start doing a very, very slow. I'm so sorry, Drew. No, no, go ahead. I start go doing. I, I, I tell Fergus, follow me, and I start performing a very sort of slow, peaceful Tai Chi esque kata. Uh, the idea being to keep him busy, but also to, you know, I found it soothing and peaceful. Who knows? Maybe this guy will too, and he'll be 
Um, um, <laughs> if uh, the control slips, he'll be less likely to Hulk smash all rights reserved. I like that. That's a that's a that's a noble idea. It it takes Fergus a, a moment to catch on to to what's happening, but he he accommodates. All right. Now, are are we calling you Fergus? Is that actually the character oh, name we're using? I, I'm I'm so I'm so caught up in that. He's he's called the puppeteer. I I'm just used to referring to him that way. And Claire sometimes calls him that, indicating a level of friendship and familiarity. So so his the the, the puppeteer's name is Fergus. Yeah, that's his actual. And I assume you, assuming it's not a secret ID situation. He. Um, it, it's probably already slipped out, so I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. And, and he, like I said, neither, I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to clarify because, yeah, I very no, much you're right. Yeah, you guys, neither of you, both of you guys, after a while, uh, remember Claire or Powder Girl, like she's been in the news here and there. Um, but Fergus, uh, puppeteer is not like you've never heard reference to him ever. Uh, and if you guys take your attention away from him until he does something or says something to you, it's hard to figure out where he's gone. Like he's hard to focus on if you take your attention away from him. Um, so you guys, uh, Claire, I, go ahead. My intention is to take Claire's shopping list. I'm headed back to, um, the, uh, the shop. Even though I'm not like a medical guy, I've got it's it's a pretty good thing. I'll be more than happy to spend a resolve to say that I can cobble up what she needs out of uh, med kits and uh, other chemical compounds I use for some of the work that I do and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, just do you have a little resolve token in your hand there. I'm using I'm using poker chips to track my resolve. Love and my it. Health. Nice. I like uh, it. Yeah, That's don't excellent. don't worry about that. Um, just for expediency, uh, to get to some other stuff, you guys work together on this shopping list. You go and you concoct uh, what Claire puts together for you, and it takes a little bit. And Strix and Puppeteer work together uh, to going through this kata. And Fergus, you can actually feel him like calming down kind of not fighting as hard against the uh, mind control hmm. and you know a, a bit of serendipity as uh, your your mind control starts to slip and he's coming out of it a little bit before you can reapply um, he's actually somewhat calmer and Quentin shows up with the, the, the knockout uh, material and everything chucks it and everything, and hits him in the face, and he just... Sleepy time. And is out. And so, by the time all this happens, he, he seems to be out, out. And, um... The MHTF shows up, and, uh... You know, brusquely trusses this guy up in the, the biggest bonds that they have. Yeah, go ahead. Welcome. <laughs> Before they take him away, uh, I give them to give to him my information. I know that he, if he would be interested in pursuing the study of the art, I would happily visit him as soon as it was allowed. 
killing me, Strix. One one of the guys is like, wait, wait. You want to teach this guy martial arts? That's a shit idea. It is an an excellent way to calm and center oneself. For him as an ally? He crumples it and puts it in his pocket. So, yeah, the, the MHTF carts this guy off and uh, gives you guys a, your eclectic group uh, a once or twice over and uh, leaves in one of their uh, APCs somewhat, the shock somewhat mm-hmm. dragging on the ground, you know, the bumper with this giant dude in the back. Drew, so, question real quick. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, Fergus is paying close attention to whether or not the MHTF guys can see him. They they don't seem to notice as long as you as long as you don't take okay. any active role or anything. It seems like they just completely overlook you. Okay. Claire isn't directly interacting with them either. Whether the other characters notice that or not, yeah. Like if they like if they come up to her, she would have said something. But like she's not hiding from them. But they seem more concerned I, about I this guy. You know. I... Go ahead. Good. Just seen the mechanic. Like I said, he's done stuff. He, he, you know, he just tells him straight up. Uh, yeah, he was walking around, uh, punching people and knocking buildings over. So, um, but there you go. It's like, yeah, we, we don't got... mention anything about the helmet, and it's my intention to that they they don't see it, and nothing was said about it. Have you been trashed, 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 trashed by metas in your neighborhood? Are you sick of being levitated against your will? Tired of getting infested with alien parasites? Drink! Dr. Radon's concoction number 276. Copyright patent pending. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, you guys are kind of all gathered around trying to assess the situation. You've still got the helmet. Uh, yeah, so Powder Girl and I, Fergus, actually, these two just kind of came out of nowhere. I've handed the helmet to Strix. Seems to me you should hold on to that. It's your clue to how to get home. I'll help you if I can, but I really want to get on the, the trail of this situation. Uh, so, uh, hey, uh, Powder Girl and uh, Puppet Guy, um, we're actually about to go and investigate a situation at a warehouse where it looks like some stolen technology is going to start being used for some really bad stuff. Where'd it come from? Some of it came from me. Well, my calendar's free. She looks over. She looks over at the puppeteer. I mean, it comes from you. Did. I called the mechanic for a reason. Well, let's just say I got some red on my ledger uh, through misuse of my uh, inventions. Uh, some other, it's not all my stuff, but a lot of stuff from the original cease and desist program uh, has fallen into some bad hands. And since I have a uh, stake in it, I need to go and make sure my stuff's not getting used to hurt people. 
Now, Drew, did you say in our quick smash cut intro that we were going to investigate that very same thing? Yes. Weird coincidence of the galaxy smushing you guys together. Right. Um, so we were there and Ogre appeared. Ogre troll, troll ogre. Yeah, you guys walked out. Like, you and Claire met up, and you guys were walking down the street and pretty much quite literally bumped into him. Mm. Okay. There's something uh, unlikely about all of this coming together at once. We should get back there quickly. I I smell a uh, a misdirection. A trap. No. Uh, what are the odds? Somebody's trying to keep us out of their business. Yes. If someone was kind enough to set a trap for us, I think we should be gracious enough to spring it. Ears. Yeah. Flap. Claire, Claire smiles. Yes. All right. So you guys. Uh, I don't know how. The... I don't know how the two of you guys get around. If, uh, we're not going to be able to keep up with him, but he's going to do aerial reconnaissance, and I'm planning on taking a look-see with uh, a new gadget I came up with, look inside the building, see what's going on. Very good. I um, I will be walking, so uh, please be patient. <sighs> Uh, hang on. And I swing back. Yeah, we could get an Uber. Swing back to the uh, to, to the shop. I go around to the garage and uh, pull out my uh, 68 or 69 uh, Dodge Charger, um, which I have absolutely. <laughs> I, I have souped this, I've souped it up. I'm the mechanic. I've souped it up. It's got like eight <laughs> cylinders, you know, fuel injection. Insert cool, manly-sounding car shit here because I don't. Have to know it. <laughs> it, it's, but it is a beast. It's the um, it's the Vin Diesel car world. from the only yeah. uh, Fast and Furious I've seen, which is the first one. And I, I is that so also you guys, the same model as the General Lee? My I testosterone so, yeah. has actually risen since this conversation. My age is a good thing, so. It's uh, it 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 is it is black, and it does have racing flames uh, on the side. Nice. Well, that adds and, uh, ten horsepower by I, itself. I pull up. It does. <laughs> I pull up and I say, you know, yep, there it is. Up in. I'm I'm not much of a car person in real life either, but Claire, when she sees it, it says, "Oh, that's a '69 Charger with technical car stuff." Back to you. Yeah, but the earth moves when I hit the pedal, so. All right, so everybody just hops sort of in. Gingerly climbs in. Yeah, and I'm sure after the right, ride, there's Fergus off. fingerprints in the back seat, as you've <laughs> never ridden in anything like this before. Uh, All right. Uh, and I have vehicles of 4D. I do not suck as a driver. Right. I, I get us there fast and... And furious. All right. So uh, I don't scream. Uh -huh. Thing though, I I park about two blocks away. All right. So that uh, 
you know. All right. So we can sneak in. By the time you you go back and then grab it and come and everything, Strix, you're already there with your seven dice of flight. Um, you can give me a perception roll if you want. Five. All right. Um, you're looking around and most of it just seems like general warehouse work. Uh, but the longer you kind of circle and look, you notice that it's, it's close to, to five o'clock. It's close to the end of the work day and all the workers are working in other warehouses except for this one. You don't see anybody going in or out or anything like that. Um, but you do see there's, um, it's not a skylight, but it's one of those um, opaque white plexiglass kind of deals uh, that you see like in a Walmart or whatever. Uh, and you can see silhouettes of people moving inside. So there are people inside, but they're just not coming in and out. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna land on the roof of the building or do anything else until the gang gets here. In the event I set something off, I want everybody to be here when that occurs. Okay. So I will wait and observe from uh, oh. a, a perch. Um, I wanted to pull something else out of my omni power, and I forgot to say so before Strix took off. I'll spend a resolve if I have to. No. But basically, I wanted to give everybody radios. Okay. A secure channel. Sure. All right. Yeah. So he, he hands you like a earpiece kind of deal, Bluetooth looking deal. Uh, uh, Strix. Claire Strix, you, 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 Strix, so you would have you would have had that, so you could actually talk to me as we're closing in. Perfect. I have to hold it up to my head because I have a Dickens of time with the, my my basically avian head. Like I don't I can't. It doesn't yeah. quite work, so I have to like hold it up. But yeah. in any, you don't have a million I, years. I blah to everyone. I blah to everyone what you just mentioned to me about the. So now everyone's aware. Okay, uh, I've got to figure out for his head. <laughs> so all right, so we're gonna uh, move in. My intention is to get to a place where I can uh, get a good view of the building and use my X-ray system to uh, to see what's going on inside. Okay. Um, give me a stealth roll. Ah, uh, that would be covert then. Yes, covert. Sorry. Do you want that from all of us? Uh, yeah. Whoever's uh, sneaking up there to try to get a better look. I'll I hang think, back. I think Fergus would come up along with the mechanic, but would rely on his cloud minds and just doesn't bother to be stealthy about it. Okay. That works. I got, I got three successes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. You get up there without making a lot of noise. Um, probably mostly using your, your swing line to kind of just zip up there quickly. And you get a, a fairly good vantage point. Um, you can't really get much higher because it's it's warehouses, so it's you know they're vary from a couple stories, but nothing huge. Uh, but you start to look in, and 
this is x-ray or thermal? Uh, so it is, in fact, the, the x-ray vision that is linked to telescopic, thermal, and ultra. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm getting you know heat patterns. I'm getting you know light in the dark situations, telescopic. So it's coming in and it's putting together uh, a, a 3D model picture. Okay, like a composite uh, on my visor system. Which, by the way, when I'm looking at it, it's actually three dimensions. It's just it doesn't. Everybody else doesn't see it. Right. Like it's it's a holographic system for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. So you're looking at this render and you see 10 um, at first, and then you see two more walk in of uh, people. It's hard to read at first because at first they kind of look human, but you'll see like these extra kind of vestigial arms. They're smaller um, and real skinny kind of pop up occasionally and like help carry things. Um and then you see one person that's like, it, you automatically read it as a desist suit. Like it's this big kind of chunky exosuit kind of deal. And um, and then you read two others. They're off in a, a, a side room away from everybody else. And one of them looks like a giant bug. Uh, very kind of uh, cockroach-esque. And then the other one reads as some type yeah. of anthropomorphic mammalian. Um, some, something uh, kind of maybe like a cat or fox or weasel, something like that. These tricks. I think I found your fur person. Back room. Uh, northwest corner. Uh, there's a bug person, like a giant cockroach, and a fox kind of being. Uh, and they're separate off from everybody else, who most of them have extra arms for... Yeah, uh, it's kind of creepy. But there's definitely uh, some of my tech in there, and, and some of the cease and desist stuff is in there. So I'm going in. I don't know if you guys want to join me or not. Yeah. And I guess you would see through some of the boxes oh. as well. And, and you actually see some bits and pieces of like um, exosuits that are they're packaged in a lot of these crates. All right, then. So my intent is to swing over to the top of the top of that. Oh, um, real quick, Lynn, your mic warehouse. is out. Okay, there you go. My apologies. Very quickly, when you were referring to the two sets of arms, were you referring to like on an exosuit, like the ones from the manga Appleseed, where you've got the big robot arms and the smaller arms are just like where the human arms go? Or are you talking about like a humanoid creature with two sets of arms? Uh, like humanoid size, uh, like human arms, and then it looks like almost like insect-like arms coming out from the si their sides. Love apple seed, by the way. But sorry, go ahead, Sean. I hadn't I hadn't heard of it. I just looked it up, and those things are wild. Mm -hmm. uh, just for the sheer flash and style of it, I intend to uh, come crashing through the roof of this warehouse, uh, saying, 
You guys threw a party and you didn't invite me? <laughs> All right. So forever, drop it. Yeah. So you hear everybody hears the mechanic say, Strix, I may have found your fur person, shoots a grapple across the, the warehouse, swings across and crashes through the window. Fergus, you see this. Claire, you're hanging back and you just hear a giant crash. All right. <laughs> uh, you drop in and you see a couple people and they're in like brownish red outfits and uh, it looks like they have very basic uh, kind of exosuits on like uh, basic in the way it's like strength enhancement that you would see and the little vestigial so arms you actually see are, my are robotic okay so does is this basically my tech since I use the whole exoskeleton thing this looks like it's a bit of your tech, but uh, you would automatically know this because these henchmen are famous uh, for being uh, under the command of Roche, who is a giant anthropomorphic roach. Uh, she's a former scientist that got her story is well known. Like she got caught in a uh, science experiment. Um, got turned into a giant roach person, sued the pharmaceutical company the, or the uh, chemical company for millions and millions and billions of dollars, uh, became like kind of a spokesperson, got bored with it and decided to become a supervillain. And she's damn near impossible <laughs> to put down. She's very much like a giant cockroach. She's super fast, super tough. She's come to Stringerber Stringersburg a handful of times. Uh, the first time she was uh, deterred by the uh, League of Dubious Heroism. Uh, which it clicks with you guys now. That's where you know Powder Girl from. Look, look, it was it was the League of Heroism, okay? Haters called us dubious, all right? Everything we did was justifiable. <laughs> So as I come sliding down and see these guys, the I need you to be clear about something. I wear this way better than you do. <laughs> Lynn? I was going to do something. Is that a mid and black reference? Uh, I don't think so. If it is, it was subconscious. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm just going to land. I'm going to follow mechanic. Uh, okay. And just sort of very owl watching mice just sort of watching to see what's about to happen okay as you do as you land i point in the direction of the room where you know the fox person is when you land you look around and you don't have space to put your wings out there's there's too many no boxes worries. and everything uh claire and fergus I also have a running yeah so i'll spring in that direction all right claire and fergus what are you guys doing I think, first of all, Fergus would say over the new radio thing, uh, we're, um, we're going in. And then I think he would just walk in the front door. <laughs> <laughs> um, Claire's, Claire, uh, uh, you, you probably would see it. Not, I, I guess you probably wouldn't be paying attention, but seems a little protective of Fergus and his next is near him. All right, so you zip so over. So she probably to hits in the front door too. Okay. 
So yep. right right after the mechanic lands in and then Strix, you know, superhero poses right beside him and everything, the doors fling open and in walk uh Fergus and Claire and we shall go into combat. Uh oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so you guys see all of these guys in pretty much roach suits, armored roach suits, drop whatever they've got and turn around. And the little arms, you hear a click, click, and they, the fingers pop back and little blasters kind of pop out of the palms. And you uh, see the guy stomp up in the in the big... Uh, exosuit and everything and you hear his suit start to charge and let me get Drew, yes Drew, do, do these look like the sea suits from the TPP strongman campaign yep okay if if you don't mind I, I, I might describe them yeah go for it for people they they I was sort of imagining like the knockoff Apple store version of power armor. So it's like got blues and whites and silvers. It's got sort of rounded edges. It looks very sleek and modern. And um, it also is kind of plasticky in places. It, it, um, it, it looks very cool. If you're, um, if you're into that sort of thing, if you it like Apple products also has like, yeah, it, it it has a lot of inefficient um, power distribution things. So like parts of it glow that don't need to glow, and uh, there's just like humming and crackling and stuff around it to make it seem impressive. There's just oh, one of those. It's cosmetic humming and cracking. Yeah, <laughs> just one of them. Yes, just one of them. The rest of like I said, the the henchmen. There's a dozen. Okay. So first up, we have Strix. I land. Are the henchmen grouped up together in a group? No, they're they're all fairly uh, spread out. Um, you've got three the, behind the, you. Are we dealing with minion? Yeah, pretty much. You've got uh, three in between uh, you two and Fergus and Claire, where they walked in in the warehouse. And then you've got the rest of them kind of arrayed in a loose arc around you, ranging from like five to fifty feet. So I'm moving my way between and among and interspersed with them, uh, smacking and popping and tapping and kicking them. Okay. Uh, uh, using arms, legs, and my wings. In fact, they are they effectively become lim limbs throughout this process. Um, in effect, this is where what the zone pro, okay, that uh, sort of area of effect around you pro uh, means when applied to my martial arts. Okay, it's me kicking ass in three hundred and sixty degrees. All right. <laughs> um. So I will move my way through them. All right. I got ten successes. Okay. And since it's an area attack, I don't know. Are these guys minions? They are. Great. Then, however, my whatever my final net successes are, since this is an area attack, I am defeating twice that many. 
All right. Let me oh, roll their threat, because even though there's not a ton of them, they are geared up nicely. Yeah, go, go for it. Ten successes versus four successes. So that means six difference. Yep. Since it's an area attack, that's 12. I take out 12 of them. I believe you said there were 12 of them. Yeah. So go, yeah. go, go for it. There are not anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, literally, it, it's literally me walking my way through them and sort of at every turn, either it's a leg or an arm or a head or a wing backwards and forwards. It's effectively like I have six limbs, all of which are working in concert as I sort of fluidly just, well, it's almost like a fluid just working its way yeah. through this thing. And by the time I'm in front of the door, there's just, Bruh. yeah, I look over it. They all stand up Claire and, and Fergus and say, that's what. I look at Claire and Ferguson and I say, and that's what he does. <laughs> Just that's so you know, action. I don't think anyone has ever handled minions that well since the beginning of this game before it was even a oh. podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it, it's been so bad. I have regularly been trashed by groups of, of mooks. <laughs> well, don't need that like, sheet of paper anymore. <laughs> we we are rolling pretty damn well on in general i yeah, must yeah. say all right so yeah strix just no wasted movement walks through all of these and then yeah they just movie style anime all collapse at once and uh, Powder Girl, your go. Is there anyone left in the room? There's all the minions are, are dead. There's the, yeah, there's the dude in the big chunky uh, seas armor. Tell you what, folks, that's my dance partner. You want to go deal with Roach Woman and uh, Fox Dude? I point over at the little office building, the little interior office where they are. I'll handle this guy. I can probably make it to the office pretty yeah. quickly this turn, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you got five and super speed, so, so you're good. Yeah. She um you like she 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 holds eye contact with you for just a second when you say that and she looks up at the office and she runs across, scales up the wall, and is up to the side of the office. What do I see in there? You see a giant anthropomorphic roach talking to a giant or, you know, person-sized uh, anthropomorphic mongoose in, like, big flowy robes. This, uh, um, two grenades right in there. Just, just right at them. All right. I imagine they've <laughs> have they heard the commotion outside? Probably not. It does. It looks like they're debating. They're talking to each other, looking like they're debating what they're what they're gonna do. Alright. It was not subtle or quiet when I came yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. My grenades, that's uh So just so you know, it's it it, it 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 don't count twice. You you're still unless you want to do two attacks. 
in which case you have to take oh. two dice off each of the attacks. I was thinking since they're area of effect, I was just throwing two for effect. Like, for, okay, it's, so it's one it, attack, but two grenades. All right, not a problem. I'm not that, doubling that, it. It's, it's effectiveness. It was more of a more of a stylistic choice. Is it noted? And I love it. Style is everything. So, uh, uh, right? <clears throat> oh, damn. Yeah. So, all right. So you <laughs> throw you throw these two grenades in, and the one of them just like hits the roach person, and she doesn't move or respond in any way it's just like and she just kind of shakes her head nothing and then the the uh, mongoose person that's got their back to you you throw this in and they turn and like conjure this orb that surrounds the uh, grenade and then it just like and nothing this is bad this is bad (laughs) Love it, love it. But just, curious, just to be very clear, that attack was only six dice. Yeah. Okay. And this is a this is a twelve die campaign. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, Drew. What's that about? Go ahead, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, Drew. What's that about? <laughs> I mean, I I definitely have several non-peak powers you know i think both of us made choices for versatility oh good just are... please tell me that you shit ton of resolve then if you do i'm getting the impression forgive me jubal if i'm making too many assumptions you probably haven't played this particular game system a whole heck of a lot yet no no not at all okay. um uh, we, we, we sure? started this game originally like 10 years ago and mutants and masterminds and uh yeah, then I, I recently I tr- rejoined the podcast. I tried so. to do a, a faithful so what's your conversion over. Yeah, is what and, I tried. Uh, what's my your, best, my best attack is a, I have a D six strike. Seriously, That's very, very extremely low. Yeah, uh, for all die game, it's it's way too low. But that does mean you should be sitting on uh two, four, six. You should be sitting on twelve resolve. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. She got, uh, hold on. We're still like, these characters are kind of in flux because like I said, I transferred them over from mutants and masterminds and we weren't quite sure as to like, what's what. So there's still some flex as to where we're gonna go with characters. Because Lennon and I, of course, know the game. Mm-hmm. Our characters are kicking ass. I don't. I I want everyone to shine. So yeah, yeah. you know, if I'm noticing somebody sitting a little bit low, I'm just gonna say you can spend resolve to give yourself more dice on a given attack. Okay. So, so how do how do I know I have twelve resolve? It should be on your character sheet. Yeah, it should it? There's a it, it, it says it two. says two, but it sh- there should have been a one there. Oh, Go ahead, Lynn. Lynn, you've had your hand raised. <laughs> So just wanted to offer, if you want some assistance in um, maybe doing the character transfer or whatever or the translation into the system, I'm at your disposal and, and I'm happy to assist. And awesome. for what it's worth, when you're looking at a at a transition here, 
I don't know if you remember the old Marvel TSR game, but if you remember the old yep. Marvel TSR game, Captain America was supposed to be as powerful as a normal human can be. Mm-hmm. And his stats were, if I remember correctly, 50, 40, 20, 30. Those were his first four stats, fighting, agility, strength, endurance. Mm-hmm. Fighting 50 was amazing. So, meanwhile, at the same so my point is, in that game, what the maximum human stat was wasn't really what the normal person maximum. And this kind of game is the same, which is why even a normal person, depending on what your martial arts level are or or your gun skill is or whatever, you certainly should be higher than sort of, say, six dice. So when you're doing the translation, it's not a specific this rank equals this rank. Gotcha, this rank yeah, yeah. This rank. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm here uh, at any time if you want sort of, to talk okay yeah i want to to keep playing i would i would like very much to continue being part of this because i'm enjoying the hell out of this two um i'm going to recommend if you're ready to make a big play at any point during what we're doing Mm -hmm. grab but you know mark that you have 12 resolve each one of those counts as an extra die so one could be a re-roll and then like four or five could be plus five dice so for now you could you can one off jack up one of your attacks for the big play. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um yeah. This is this is this is the first combat I've been in since the character reroll. Yeah. Like like I've been in several sessions. We've been building but it's up all been to plot. Yeah. So we haven't had a chance to mm-hmm. test said combat yet. Right. Yeah, you're now, you're seeing you're seeing a live test of this character <laughs> for the first time. So when you're ready to do the big play against somebody, throw as much resolve as you can at it get more dice um and then i mean cool. and then like, like len said either one or both of us you know we, we, we would be happy to uh thank you advice um and again if you yeah, guys gonna... if you guys would if you guys wouldn't you know would, would not mind i'd, I'd love to continue a part of this yeah. I, i'm really enjoying this i'm i'm i'm, getting, I'm a cool jam of it you're 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 a good gm i appreciate that i've Isn't sweating he bullets he's so great <laughs> <laughs> guys right. are natural guys are natural <laughs> no so uh when <laughs> you're go round one that's important to note now because we are dealing with technology i have a little trick but it, it has a build up on it i'm gonna buy that off as soon as i can mm-hmm. um but yeah round one as i like click the switch on it you know it's called the kill switch Guys will hopefully see what it does. In the meantime, uh, handsome, I, I step up on the uh, the suit. Uh, that's mine, and I want it back. Well, bam! And I'm just gonna fucking baseball swing. <laughs> He's getting hit with a wrench. All right, go for it. Dodge a wrench. You can dodge. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Remember the five Ds of dodgeball: dodge, du- dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> oh, I am so rerolling that. One resolve lets you buy a reroll, and I am totally re- oh, oh. Well, I'm still rerolling. All right. The, the good news about the pickle that I'm in is Powder Girl can really take a hit. So. Yeah. Oh damn! Nice. So yeah, six so eight versus his. Yeah. Nice. Go for it. Uh, what 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 does that I mean? Does it drop him or? Does that, uh, uh, yeah this this goes beyond dropping him. He wasn't a min. He was a uh, lieutenant, pretty much. 
So, yeah, you bypassed what armor he had in this system. And so I step up, baseball swing, oh, bam! And he goes flying back through a shit ton of boxes, just breaking them open and revealing all kinds of stuff, including stuff that still has the Callahan logo on it. Um, and just there's a gigantic crack in the suit and it's popping and sparking. And I, I, told, I turn around to everybody's there and it's like, I told you I had it. Fergus, Fergus golf claps. <laughs> and it is Fergus's go. Okay. Um, I think he is. I think a bunch of the crates have broken open as this has happened. And um, a cloud of spare power armor parts or, or, or machine bits starts to form around him as he walks through uh, his main <laughs> area of the building. He's he's cool. gonna he's gonna walk toward the office where Claire is, and all this uh, stuff is just sort of orbiting him in in rings. But um, I'm just he's just gonna cautiously approach the office. So it's basically just like move and active defend, I guess. Okay. I look over it. I look over it seriously and say, like that, that style. I got to give it up. Yeah, that, that's really good. <laughs> All right. So after that, and uh, everyone in the, the office has been alerted. You see the, the mongoose person and they kind of twitch a little bit. Uh, you see some of their whiskers move. And you start hearing Strix, you catch this. It's this language that you haven't heard since you entered this dimension. It's kind of this guttural. Do I recognize the voice? Um, yes. Oh God, is it him? Hacklung? It is not Hacklung's voice. It is someone okay. that is, you met a handful of times and they were a martial artist in their own sense, but unlike physical martial arts, they practiced more of metaphysical martial arts, and they were known as Makoto. And they were they were the apprentice of Haklung. Um, but you start hearing this chittering, barking kind of language, and uh, Claire, you start the the orb that was there, you see it kind of start coruscating up their arm. And then when it reaches their shoulder, it builds and then a beam shoots straight at you. Oh, again, the concept of uh, passive and active defense. Um, since he did not declare that it was penetrating or area, it it's just needs to be one of your best defenses. So if you have armor, any decent level, mm -hmm. you want to roll that. Otherwise you want to roll your agility. You have super speed, right? Right. Yeah, she's got a uh, five dice in super speed. Okay. She's uh, also got is eight, eight dice higher in, than that. Eight dice in armor, agility of six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, if she's got eight dice in armor, then I was wrong about how many resolves she should have because armor is a combat effect. So would have been that would have made it less. But unless if if armor is your best number, that's what you should roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that was your role to attack me just then, right, Drew? Yep. 
So how many? How much resolve do I have? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Um, and I could spin it to reroll. Let's add, add dice. One for one. Yeah. Reroll. Okay. Well, you know, I think I think uh, I think this is the first one. I think I'm gonna let this one hit me. Five successes. Okay. All right. So you're gonna take five damage. You both look so worried. <laughs> they both like you both just were like, oh no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so this this blast just hits you and just right center mass, you know, chest and, and abdomen and oh, everything right. and just burns like it's this it doesn't feel like fire or ice or anything elemental. It's just this pure force that just burns straight into you and you've got this giant char mark right in the center of your chest. How much health does Claire have? Uh, three. Well, now, now I'm worried. Three, yeah. Three normally or three left? Three normally. Three normally. Oh, yeah, you're, you just got knocked she what? Just got knocked the fuck out. Uh, you just got knocked the fuck out. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to take that back and you add can some spend dice? Resolve. Yeah, let's add some dice to that. Hold on, time out, time out. You can also, on your next action, just spend a resolve. Come back at full mm-hmm. because you get three health, and that's what you have. Come, just get back oh. up and get back in the fight. Then, yeah, let's do that. Everyone, these are the That's parts that we added out, edit out for the podcast. <laughs> the, par- uh. the parts where we're figuring out the rules. Yeah. All right. So I, it, it, that I mean that fits. She, she has regen too. So yeah. I'm being too intrusive, Drew. I no, no, no. Please, like this is. I was actually excited for you guys to be here. Like this being our first combat, so you guys could kind of help us walk through it and everything. Like. Please, please help. You know. If I might ask, since we're chatting about this, I've wanted to, I'm, I'm kind of trying to just shut up because, again, I didn't realize that you were sort of chopping this up for the podcast and editing. Mm-hmm. But if you are going to edit stuff out, by the way, then I'm just going to drop right no, here. No, this, this hold, and edit out. hold on. This is the live stream, so don't do not do that. We are live streaming at the moment. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I will edit it later for the actual podcast, but this is going to be on YouTube live. We'll cover, we'll cover that later. Then, yeah, yeah. After we, we stop. Um, uh, but, uh, anyway, uh, Claire gets knocked the crap out. Yeah. But my point is, on your next turn, you can only do this once per combat. Spend a resolve, get right back up, and take your action normally. Great. So we'll say you get knocked. That, 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 it, that. You get knocked ass over tea kettle it, off of the railing. Out of the- yeah, why doesn't it blast her back out the door? Yeah, yeah, and and down onto the floor, and that's go. what knocks you out. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like it being dramatic and then being like, "Oh no!" Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, oh. So Strix, that's what you see. You you drop all these mooks. Claire runs past you up these stairs, and then you hear this language that you're familiar with, and she gets blasted back down to your feet. I would shake her away and just be like, young woman. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <clears throat> so you are. And she's, and she's, and she's totally fine. Like, <laughs> like, like she's like the front of the front of her costume is scorched, but she's just getting back up. I believe you have something to answer for, to answer to. Shall we? Let's. 
All right. So, so where are we? It's it's Strix's go. Like we can say you you do that real oh. quick, but you can still have an action. Uh, I run in the room, so I see what I see. Right. Yeah. Well, the first thing when I see Makoto, um, I'm going to. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and if it ends up losing my action, I lose my action, it's fine, or whatever. I'm like, I walk in, I sort of maneuver myself, and really, I see the bug, but it's Makoto. I'm like, Makoto, what are you doing here? What is the meaning of this? And where is Hakun? He just smiles real big, lets out a low kind of hissing chuckle. (laughs) Stupid monk. Um, and then it is Roche's go, and she comes up, her character sheet, uh, she runs up to you. You might at least get full defend. Do what? Since Len didn't actually get an action, can he have full defend? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I imagine that you kind of stood there, like, you know, practiced defense. Or all out. So, yeah. so do I need to make a roll or something to figure out? I mean, obviously this guy's like, hey, 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 stupid monk. And he doesn't seem to be mind controlled or anything, right? So, because remember, up until this guy, at this point, my guy has absolutely no idea about what actually happened. So, exactly. So, um, um, I still have no idea, but clearly this guy's just looking at me snickering and saying stupid monk. So I clearly have to kick his ass and talk to him. And then the rest, I guess, will we'll <laughs> Right, as you do. Uh but like you do. Yeah. Um but this this Roche comes up to you and takes a, a stance that you're intimately familiar with. Uh it's it's this rival school and comes out with like this this clawed strike at you. And you can roll defense. It's just a it's a powered strike. Uh five successes on ten dice. Ooh, yeah. Describe how you and I mentioned, I mentioned, I I just sort of sidestep, you know, I sort of do a sort of sidestep like this, only it's with a wing rather than my arm. But I'm like, your weight telegraphs long before your eyes do. <laughs> nice. All right, so that's her go, Powder Girl. You're back on your feet. Your skin is stitching itself back together. Um. This uh, this situation seems to require a little bit more tact, because <laughs> Powder Girl often just sort of brute forces her way through things, but this is going to require a little bit more uh, nuance and uh, strategy. Let's see. So, let's see. So Strix is engaged with them? Yeah. Currently, he's got both of their attitudes, both of their attentions, I mean. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're you're assumed to be dead. Right. Right. Can I circle around behind them? Is that the only entrance to the office? Uh yes. Yeah. Typical warehouse one one entrance kind okay. of deal. There's there's some side there, yeah, right? there's some side windows and you have wall crawling. Also remember I, that you can turn I your know. your eight die strike <laughs> into a uh, slay. Remind me the difference. Uh, Strike is just hitting someone either well or hard, like some type of powered up, like 
Claire has that paralysis mm. uh, disintegrating, and and the yep. disintegrating yep. is the the sleigh. It pretty much just jacks someone straight up. That's right. That's right. Okay. It ignores, it ignores armor. Yeah. Oh. Even better. Um. Wait. The sleigh does, or the disintegrating does? The 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 sleigh is the disintegrating. Just different oh. system over names. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. One in the same. One in the same. Um. So. Uh. She's going to. Okay. So I'm picturing like there's like an office window. Sorry, viewers. I'm gesturing. Um. So there's like the window, and he's in the door, and they're facing out in the door. Can she come up the side, like like crawl up the side of the window and get in position to like jump yeah. through the window sure. and hit hit one from the flank? Yeah, I'll be able to do that in one turn, or we'll have to do that next turn. Yeah, because it's because it's a it's a sneaky move. Yeah, with your super, if you want to be stealthy about it, it'll take two. But if you're just mm-hmm. gonna like run straight up and go through the window and try to attack, then one go. Will I get? I mean, would I get any sort of benefit? From attacking them on the flank, or will it just be a normal attack? Uh, if if you actually can surprise them, you would get a dice bonus, or they would be at a dice penalty. All right. So is that would that be a surprise? Is the question. If you do it in one action, no. Because if you do it in two, won't be. Then I'll do it in two. Okay. Because because like I said like I said at the beginning of my turn, uh, this requires a little bit more strategy to engage. All right. Apparently, uh, so give, give me a covert roll. All right. Let's see. Is, is this going to be affected by them being distracted by being in a fist fight with? It, it'll it'll have have some variance on it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, okay. It's uh okay. <laughs> All right. So that's Powder Girls go mechanic. Here you go. <sighs> my friend's in trouble up there uh so uh swing line up uh to the uh the office and i will come right through the window okay um by the way round two although at this point at this point it's not going to matter as much since i, I cold cocked that guy yeah <laughs> just, in case, just in case something else t- does come up um and uh as roche is um squaring off uh, like, oh, those are a lot of eyes. This is gonna suck. And I pop another magnesium flare right. right into her face. All right, yeah, face area. And that's uh, so, that's stun, right? Toughness calling is fixed face. No, no, it's blind. Blind, okay. I'm blinding. All right. So. It's uh, you know, same thing I did to the ogre guy. Okay. Versus toughness or their active defense. And... Nice. Did you just get 10 off 10? Damn. I did. Toughness. <laughs> Five successes on 12 dice. So, yeah, go for it. So... That means that she is uh, completely blinded for um, three three pages, three rounds. Um, yeah, three so three so three pages. So unless she has some alternate 
ability like blind fighting or radar or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's at that minus three dice uh, situation. And then I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll swung through, pop the magnesium flare into her face, you know, drop down to the ground, pop the wrench off. Keep starting parties without me, people. I don't like it. All right. Uh, Fergus, you go. So that room up there is pretty crowded at this point, yes? Yep. It's it's pretty full. Okay. Okay. Um, so, Puppeteer's telekinesis is precise. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it used to be in the old system, but um, it has subtle an area in this one. So what I'd like to do is send this cloud of debris of mechanical debris in through the like broken window and the doorway, like weaving around the other people on my team. And I want to use it to sort of make a little cage around mongoose man. Okay. So I want to like trap him in a cloud of stuff. All right. Perfect sense. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, roll for it. I um, now spending resolve can happen after I see the result of my roll because of the reroll thing, right? Can I see what the other guy gets and then spend, or do I have to say it now? No, you can wait. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't have much resolve, but I'm going to spend two to see if I can beat that. Uh, so we're tied. Yeah. Um, so may I spend a resolve on his behalf because I came in and caught their attention. And so because I caught everybody's attention with my rather ridiculous entrance and he's being subtle, uh, he gets a reroll. <laughs> he, he gets a reroll because I haunted and otherwise grabbed their attention. Yeah, sounds good to I, me. Um, I, don't, I don't know that a reroll... Because yeah. I got nine off twelve, and Hold that on. was pretty good. But you then you spent to add additional dice. Yeah. You get to rolling those additional dice, so you now get to roll fourteen dice. All right, let's try fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what dice Yeah, yeah. Well, it 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 it, it wasn't going to work anyway, so that's fine. So you send all we this could. stuff through and have. and all these bits and pieces and everything start to build a cage around him and much like the animal uh that he's you know personified by he just slips out straight through the back right before the last bit closes on him and he gives a you know very acrobatic backflip and is now three point stance on top of a mm. desk okay and now it is his go again. And he starts to make these very intricate finger gestures. And uh, you guys see this circle start to manifest beneath you. And uh, this charge starts to come up and it blasts up through the floor. And... He does a 12-die area blast on uh, the mechanic, 
and Strix. That means it's going to affect Roche too, unless he gets he uses selective. Uh, he does not, and does not roll very well. Then, I was going to say Roche is going to pissed. I suspect. Yeah. Assuming she notices. That's true. She is blind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Got nine. You guys see this charge up. And I like, have. Yeah, go for it. Cut in half, I have six successes, so. All right. So, so Strix gets herded in. Yeah. And. My ex. Yeah, and yours the, is, uh, yeah, yours the is not. Right. Okay. So, yeah, Strix, you end up taking, what is it, one damage? Half, what was your total successes? Uh, six. No, you take no damage. You get. I take no damage. Yeah, you get superficial. I thought you rolled singed. nine. No, I, I rolled eleven, cowboy. Yeah. I rolled. I thought, no, I thought he drew rolled successes. That was that was on Roche. That was her her armor. I rolled a six on the attack. Oh, oh. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I misunderstood. Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally fine, and you're fine. Yep. I got it wrong. Apologize. No worries. There's a lot going on. All right, Strix, you go. And fantastic. Um. So yeah, patience is what I am now out of. Um. So I um. There's a lot less flash here. Uh. There's a lot less flurry and flow. There's a fairly direct. You know. I am um I am squaring the circle into his face. <laughs> so uh um yeah, I'm sort of just sidestepping him and I'm like, enough! <clears throat> this is gonna basically going to be gonna work out to an attack. All right. But I'm just like, enough of this! <clears throat> Tell me what you're doing here. But with that, it's a 12 die attack. All right. And what may be frustrating or scary is that I'm not like, oh no, I'm just like I barely need to move to sort of step around anything he's trying to do. Mm -hmm. so how outmatched he is is staggeringly evident. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, but apparently, I missed. You, um, you go to strike him with this, and right when you get within a hair's breadth of him, this, like, energy just appears out of nowhere and you see like these swirling runes like right where your hand comes up and they they like absorb the impact and then your hand just kind of falls you know what i'm going to spend one to to, to to roll did you roll 10 die on his defense uh nine dice i got 10 successes on nine dice you roll i'm sorry you've got the 10 successes on that attack yeah on, on that defense. Yep. Hmm. Should I roll again for some giggles just to see what happens? You know, I'm going to spend one resolve. I'm going to roll again just for kicks and okay. giggles to see what happens. Go for it. Uh, no, you know, actually, my mind. With his 10 successes, I'm not. I'm not. Right now, I'm just sort of doing that and sort of trying to strike at him. Uh, it's very Wing Chun looking. I'm just going right at him. But again, the, 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 the glowy stuff is stopping me. All right. So, um, yeah, there we go. All That's right. my action. All right, it's Roche's go, and 
she paws at her eyes for a minute, but then you start seeing these large antennae kind of twitching around. And mm. she her she's got these mandibles, but you hear this very human Midwestern accent come out, which is super weird for what you see. But you hear this. Oh, I didn't like that at all. No, I didn't. And. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oh, yep, you're going to be getting it now there, mister. And. uh <laughs> she she lashes out at you, and it's very precise. She moves right close next to you, and you don't do that to a cockroach, don't you know? She's coming oh. at me. Yeah, she's coming at you. Okay, yeah. I'm assuming just a straight up uh, uh, attack. Yeah. Ooh, yuck! Oh, let's see how my armor does. She's attacking me twice. No, no, no. That the ten dice is what I just rolled. Wait. So, no, no. Okay. Even in Christmas. Whoa! Ooh, <laughs> nice. Both get ten on ten. Yeah. What? <laughs> that Ooh, was awesome. Is weird tonight. Bang! Like I mean, she she hits me hard, and I'll even say that I step. I take a couple of steps back, and I look at her and go, "My tech." works not that knockoff crap <laughs> all right so she flex she even like flexes you take a couple steps back and she even like flexes her hand and you hear you see a little piece of chitin like flake off um and it is powder girls go yeah. your mic's off the opportunity has, present, has presented itself, and she swings up through, crashes into the window, and comes up behind. Who's closest? Uh, Roche. Actually, no, no, no. Uh, Roche. Uh, Mikado is on the desk, so he would be closest. Okay. So up to Mikado with uh, just one of her daggers out, coming back. Like full, like the full back around, like a uh, uh, angled. Uh, I have to do this fully in audio. Um, <laughs> she swings her arm up forward and points the dagger back at his chest and pulls toward her. Okay, there we go. All right. So pretty much. All right. So uh, ambush rules and make sure that I'm getting this right. He pretty much can't. He's he is surprised, so he can't use his active defense. Correct. Well, correct. He has to rely on passive. Okay. Yeah, so roll it clear. Okay. Six successes. All right. And he gets eight successes. Uh, let's see. On eight. Blast. All right, so can I... I could add more dice to get more successes. Is that how that works? I yep. can spend more resolve. Can do a combination of one resolve to re-roll plus add additional dice, or just add additional dice. Hmm. Yeah, let's do. What'd you say my total resolve was? I'm so sorry. You said it was eight, probably. You would add eight, eight. unless you have okay. like, you have a cons one of the uh, plot. Um, flaws. What are your flaws? Flaws. Um, 
let's see, she has requirement, which is her, um, she has to take uh, doses of meds a day. Next. The reason she heals really quickly is because her metabolism is overloaded. And she, so she starts to starve to death if she doesn't eat quickly, if she doesn't eat constantly. What, 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 just, just quickly, what are they? So I can tell you whether or not they give you extra results. Unusual looks and colorblind. Unusual look, colorblind. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, neither of those give extra results starting right. off. Okay. That's so what yeah, I think. Results. Okay. Um, I'm going to spend a point to increase it by one. Uh, let's, let's actually make it increase it by two dice and re-roll. So. Uh, that's that's going to be a tough roll to beat. He rolled eight on nine. Okay, let's try let's try ten. So you're going to roll ten dice. Ah. Does Ty go to defender? It just means zero net successes. Yeah. You, okay. Yeah, um, you you come in. It, it's scary, but... Can I add one more die to that, or or no? Can There's I keep no stacking the resolve or no? Is a he rolled high enough? There are times that your opponent rolls high enough. Uh, I was faced with the same question. There are times where your opponent rolls high enough that it, it, it may not be worth it. You pour those dice in yeah. when opportunity presents itself. Uh, I don't know if this is that moment. Yeah, clearly. All right. Yeah. Similar to what happened with Strix, you come in with your knife, you, you crash through the glass and this, he, you catch him unawares like and you get him in the back and everything but this like mystical glowing armor like the sigil kind of appears right at the tip of your knife like no larger um and it just kind of fades when you when your uh the impetus the momentum of your your strike goes away uh mechanic it's your go damn it facing off against a giant cockroach so I'm declaring multiple action. All right. Um, I, I kind of wish there was a way to do a chat thing, Sean. Pattern Alpha Omega. Ah. <laughs> 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 They're calling plays over here. I like it. Uh, so I, I say, you're freaking me out, lady. And I slide over the desk. Um. So this is gonna be a little weird because I do want to do the team attack, which means I need to wait till the end. I mean, you already next round. Okay, next round. So this round, I said she's freaking me out. Um, I'm doing two actions. Okay. So first action minus two dice. Uh, I bump. Yes, first okay. action. I I pull something out of my many many pouches, uh, and I accidentally bump up against the the mongoose guy. Um, and, uh, then I re re turn around and I just, bam, and I take a shot, uh, at Roche with the applied kinetics, uh, ejector that's on my wrench. The thing that I did when I bumped up against the, the Fox guy is I pulled a tracer out of my pouch and I make sure I attach it to his ropes. Okay. All right. So... Uh, all right. So that's. Out of my omnipower little gadgets and gizmos thing. Okay, are you trying? So I'm just to... rolling eight dice to shoot her. Okay, are you trying to do this surreptitiously so he doesn't notice, or are you just like? Okay, uh, then yeah. Yes. All right, give me a covert roll after your attack roll. You know what? If I need to do a covert roll, I don't want to lose the dice, so 
I draw like I'm going to fire, but I'm not going to shoot because I want all my dice. Okay. Uh, my covert is not fan- it's it's good for a person. I'm like one of the sneakiest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Uh, covert of five D. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, sh- oh shit. That's that's what's his. Mm. All right. We'll we'll see if his perception sees this. Person who suspects they've been tagged can search for your tracer, but it requires a daunting perception roll. Uh, okay, well, um, you know what? I am going to blow my last two res- No, I'm not. Um, I'm just going to blow one resolve to give myself an extra die. <laughs> I really want this to work, but I don't want to be... Well- May I just add that the listeners are are missing a lot of choice gestures that are going on. No, no, this is live streaming video, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, you you poor podcast people later on, you, you're not going to get the benefit of all of Lynn's facial expressions and hand gestures and everything. <laughs> I am one of those poor podcast people. I'm tell you. <laughs> I just uh. Uh, I will say this, Len. Uh, this would definitely be a perfect time for you to throw some uh, resolve to assist me if you have any to spend. Uh, I have two. So I'm going to spend one for Pattern Alpha Omega. Um, I'd love to have one left over just in Caso. And that's all well, I got. That's what I'm keeping my one for as well. All right. Ah. Uh, uh, all right, you put you 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 manifest this and put it on him, and he looks at you and he goes, Shh, and flicks it off of his robe. <laughs> mm. Oh well, right. I tried. All right, puppeteer. Okay, totally cool idea. So like wetland. It. It was a totally cool idea on Sean's part. Yeah, I agree. Thinking long-term. I like it. So I'm pretty sure that this is gonna be met with some kind of resistance, but um, Puppeteer just drops all of the objects that he's got that he was trying to tangle up this Makoto character with, and instead he is going to tangle up Makoto. Never had a mongoose man for a puppet before. All right. But that's what he's trying. It's a good roll. Going pretty good. Hey. Uh, he is going to spend his two resolve to add two dice because he doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, nope. You got one success on him. Yeah, high five. Um, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, Len. Sorry, guys. So just to be clear, as the DM, you don't have resolve; you have adversity. And yeah. since there are one, two, three, four of us, he's got pro. All, unless you've already spent some, you probably have more than two. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. So I'm, you have I'm a minimum mean- of one. Three, 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 three. 
yeah, I'm in adversity. Uh, yeah, I've got a small little pool here, but that's the, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Adversity, not resolve. Okay. Okay. You want to make sure that you didn't think you, uh, uh, I don't know if you've been spending it already or not or what. So, uh, but awesome. Maybe. I'm, I'm also, <laughs> I'm, I'm also assuming this isn't going to last very long. So, um, what puppeteer makes Makoto do is um, he 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 stands rigidly up straight and then just sort of like drops his head and shoulders forward like like a puppet that's not doing anything. So he's he's sort of like lifted up on tiptoes for a second and then just kind of almost tips forward like he's going to fall face first off the desk, but he just sort of hangs there in an awkward position with his head down. Okay. So he's you're pretty much and, just making him Fergus, inert. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Fergus Fergus just yells, Go now get him. Alright, so he doesn't get to do anything for his action because he's mind controlled, so Strix Okay, I was going to do a team attack, but now that we've got Makoto sort of held, uh, I'm hesitant to do that. I mean, uh, I I personally would love to see the team attack. I don't care who you see, do. I think I was about to say I think that the <laughs> team attack would be neat for purposes of the show or whatever. So you know what? I look at you and I just scream, "Hold him!" And then I look at um, I, I, I look at the mechanic and I go, "Pattern Alpha Omega." And I position myself for the team attack, which won't happen until the end of the round. Okay. The point is, you will have to re-exert and make sure you hold him until the end of the Basically, round. Basically, I have to take another attack on him. I'll I'll do my best. <laughs> All right. So Roche's go. So she like. My attack Sorry. Go ahead. My attack doesn't occur until the end of the round because right. it's going to be a team attack okay. as the mechanic and I. All right. Roche, her antennae start to, to twitch and it's like she's taken in the situation and you hear a, oh, I really don't like to do this one. Nope, I sure don't. And you hear a large intake from the, from the, the spiracles and her abdomen starts to vibrate and you hear this loud high pitched screech start to come out of uh, her, her abdomen and I need everyone to roll for a stun attack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh God! That, that's going to be toughness or an act of defense. Yes. Is thank this you also guys. an area attack? Yes. So Makoto has so to roll as well. Um. <laughs> what is the nature of the this is important. What is the nature of the stun attack? You said it's a high high pitched shriek. Yeah, it's a sonic attack. Uh, I don't have so, shit to defend against this. Um, I'm just wondering if I could spend a resolve 
to quickly pull earplugs out and shove them in my ears. Uh, yeah, we could say your suit just kind of like comes down like your exosuit, like your helmet kind of comes down and muffles your ears. If you want to spend no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm literally talking the gadgeteer to, to, to just, I, I have to anyway, because I don't, I, I can bring up basically immunity mm-hmm. to this specific attack, sure. but it's got to be, you know, it's, it's, it would have to be an action, or in this case, what I'm saying is I'd rather not give up my action, but if I spend a resolve, can I really go, crap, and then just shove it into my ears? Uh, Sure. <laughs> We're talking literally like big old squishy. Yeah, if you're going to, yeah, if you'll spend a resolve for it, then go for it. Who's going to take me out of the fight? I'm just telling you that right now. I'm probably going to need to spend the whole action die forego my action. Uh, in that case, I'll have to count on... Um, uh, others to help with the team attack. All right. All right. Yeah. This this might. <laughs> um. So A- actually, puppeteer, you're you're this yet. You're down below everybody else, so you would actually be out of range of this attack. Oh, okay. Because you're not up in the room it would with still everybody. Sound loud and unpleasant. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it gotcha. still I, put I, your I teeth on the edge. Area would reach me. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Lynn's uh, hand is up. Yeah, go ahead, Lynn. Uh, so simply letting you know that I'm stunned for one round since I was going to take my action at the end of this round. That action stops happening as I grab my ears and, and or do whatever someone does when a horrible giant cockroach does yeah. that. But uh, I basically lose the action this round. All right. Well, Len, could you not spend that last resolve of yours at the end of the round to uh, come out of it? Wait a minute. I already for, for I, I can't. I forego my next turn to act, so I'm actually going to be out for two rounds if I do that. So, you know what? Yeah, let's spend one resolve. Thanks, Sean. I, I, I didn't think that through the right way. One success. There we go. 11-11. Right. There you go. So, um, there we go. Uh I succeeded. I still have to forego my action, however, to, to to get those successes. So I'm still losing my action this round, but I'm I'm all right. I'll be able to do something next round. All right, Claire, are you going to spend any right. extra dice, or I mean, you got four successes, so over the radio, I say, Doctor. Uh, I mean, uh, oh, hell, I know you're Claire. Listen, uh, uh, um. Project, you know, our, our pattern Alpha Omega just means, you know, just hit the damn thing. We hit, we do it together, like on three. Mm-hmm. With me. Well, she well, rolled. If I'm being, if I'm being hit by this, yeah, yeah, she rolled four successes. Oh, did you get Let's taken see. out? Yeah, like you yeah, um, probably. Because you I mean, be, I don't really think there's anything I can do against it. You'll be out on the floor. I mean, if, for if a I re-roll while. it, like. Or let's see. Could spend or no wait, you already never mind you can't because you you, you already you, did you that. already spent right. You, it's only once per battle you can basically get your you you play a resolve to for a get out of uh jail free and you've right. already done it, so never mind. I guess I'll have yep. to pattern Alpha Omega all by myself. <laughs> the ultimate team attack solo. <laughs> Arm I Alpha one. Omega a whole lot all by myself through my teenage years. <laughs> yeah. all right claire you're you're out for the foreseeable future pretty much 
like this this attack hits you so hard you're just like you don't know where you're at um guys i know that i've been really contributing so much to this fight but i think somehow you'll manage to get by without me yeah so mechanic it's your go yeah hell with it i come leaping my back over the desk going all out and smack the unholy bejesus out of the mongoose guy all right if i make it this I hope this works. Oh, Oof. oh, oh! Twelve oh, successes on oh, nine that's dice. That's not good. I'm so screwed. All right here we go. Oh, oh barely eleven successes. That is awful close. Wow. Yeah, you just like. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That nine dice of passive defense? Yeah. Okay. He's That's his like major armor shit. Yeah, yeah. It's his, it's the little sigils that you've seen. This one, you swing so hard, like a small little sigil comes up, and then you see like a couple of concentric rings like grow out from it because of the impact, and you see like one or two shatter, and then it like gets real close to his face and then stops. And Fergus, it's your go. Okay. So, I can't root around in his mind exactly, but... Um, I see, I'm just trying to figure out what sort of commands I can validly give this person. What's up, Len? I'm so sorry. I... I got lost for a moment. Sean, did you attack the mongoose guy or the cockroach person? I attacked the mongoose guy. Wasn't the mongoose guy stunned and unable to perform active defenses? This was just the mongoose's passive defense? Yeah, that was his armor. He rolled nine dice. Okay, that's his armor. Yeah. that's yeah. A, that, 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 The way you're describing it, it feels like it's, a, it's, a, it's an active defense. My Sorry. apologies. So I'm just trying to be cinematic with it. Got it. This is beautiful. This, it was... This guy's got it was cool. What, like, this guy's got what mage armor should be in five E Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> That's kind of what, yeah. Okay, so, um, does this guy's robe have symbols on it? Is he wearing some sort of like magical looking object? Like, I guess what I'm what Fergus would look for is any outward sign of what his power comes from. Uh, no, he's actually wearing something very similar to Strix. Like he's just wearing rough spun robe kind of okay. kind of deal. Just okay. keep holding it, kid. Um, okay. And remind me in this iteration, like in this system. If I make him take a command, take an action that could hurt him, he would like get a chance to break out, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, if it went against his like okay. nature, yeah, endangered him or whatever, he'd get a chance to resist it. Right. Okay. The point is, you you, you have to re-exert. I'm assuming you're using mind control. Yeah. You you you're going to have to re-exert anyway to give him any commands. But the point is, if you give him a command that could be really, you know, that's really personally harmful, then Drew could justify giving him extra dice on his defense. Right. Okay. Um, really, it's a, it's a constant flow of 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 action and and reaction. Um, right. That, that makes duration, sense. either damage or duration of, of of the effect. Right now, if you don't re-exert the mind control, he's going to be able to act because you only had him for one page. Right. At the end of your turn, that's at the end of the one-page duration. So, okay. If you want to keep controlling him, you've got to roll again. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely going to do that. I'm just trying to think of something I can do that won't necessarily give him extra dice. Now, here's another thing that I'm curious about because I haven't used this yet. Um, I gave Puppeteer the preparation power. Um. So, that generally is like you have planned in advance for something and it's, it's a dice bonus. Is that how it works? No, nope. no, it allows you to do the Batman thing of, uh, I, I was able to, I, I, I planned ahead or I, I knew something ahead of time. And therefore I brought this really cool thing that I needed, or I know something important about this location that I can take advantage of or something like that. So it's really meant to be, uh, this an, isn't an combat super- applicable. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely, oh. it is. Go ahead, Len. So, for example, in preparation, you may have done your research. So, so here's some ideas. You spend one resolve. By the way, you have to have a pool of resolve to have preparation. If you have preparation and you have high, super high stats too, that's tough because you don't have the points you need to spend. That's uh, why it's kind of uh, power. I see. So, but let's say um, you have the points of resolve to spend. You're fighting these cats. All right, first you flip the GM one resolve. Hey, I've done a lot of research about these about the villains in this area. Please tell me what their weaknesses are, uh, if they have any, psychological or physical for that matter. Great, that's what they are. Fan- Let's say one of them is resistant to electricity. Flip. Here's another point. Preparation. I made sure that the power, you know, I know where all the power conduits are around here, and there's one uh-huh. close by. So if this guy attacks me right here and I move out of the way and they punch here, they're going to walk right into that power conduit. I know this because I did my preparation. Or number three, he's vulnerable to whatever. Here's a here's a resolve. I brought a can of whatever. Let's say he's vulnerable to raid. Right. I brought a raid with me because I know. That's what you use preparation for. Obviously, it's very fluid. It's not just but but it's creative ways to say I knew about this. I prepared for that, and Mm -hmm. therefore I have this handy, or I know this. Well, the ultimate resolve. Right. My my resolve pool is low, so that's not going to do much good for me, which means I should revise this at some point. But I think that's now, what we'll be doing um, before the next game. Yeah. For sure. Um, for now, Puppeteer will just force Makoto to sit in Lotus cool. position on the desk. All right. So you're, are you, you're re-rolling to re-exert? Yeah, I'm just okay. trying to I'm just trying to maintain mind control on him. All right. And successes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's on he's on lock for a bit. 
Yeah, for, um, yeah, for a lot of bits. Win four pages. For, for four pages. Win so ten, 10 over three is seven net successes. Every two successes round up is a page. So that's four successes. Now, if uh, the if the entity's health is four or less, that means he's unlocked for the rest of, of this of the scenario. Yeah, if he's got four points of health or, or or less left, you basically webbed him up mentally. You've webbed him up and he's out of the fight. All right. Once you get a special effect at the equal to their current health, which is why knocking them around a bit before you do a mind control or a web or something is always more eff- more effective. Okay. All right. Very cool. Yeah. So, so this is this is probably going to last me. Sorry, Drew. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go for it. It just sounds like you said this would last three or four pages. Four. four. Okay. Cool. Uh, unless yeah. Drew spends an adversity to get out of it. Right. Okay. Well, um, I just want to add just a little flavor detail, which is um, when when Makoto sits, um, Fergus makes him put a, a very, like, stupid expression on his face. He, like, makes him roll his eyes and stick his tongue out so he looks like an idiot. All right. And he does. He, but, you know, it's a weird mongoose face, so he's... Oh. Um, just to kind of speed things up, because it's, it's getting late, you guys put him on lock. Roche super speeds out of here, climbing on the walls, and is just gone, lickety split, like blink of an eye, kind of deal. Um, um, understood, but um, Jubal, are you willing to spend a resolve on my behalf? Oh yeah, for sure. Well, Claire is Claire and is uh, inactive as, right now. As she's making the bail. I'll spend my last one. Oh, Boom. Okay, because what I cause what I want to do is I want to real quick uh, just like kick that uh, tracer mm-hmm. at uh, the mongoose guy. I pulled off his his robe. Uh-huh. I basically, oh, no, actually, no. I want to hockey stick it. I want to basically take the wrench and and you know hit hit the tracer so that it, it attaches to her on her way out. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just just roll me a general attack. Um, let's do uh. Oh, let's see. Just give me an agility. You can either do agility or might. Okay. Yeah, that's point. It boink sticks right on the the back end of her tail as she's shooting off and everything. So effectively, I'm going to say that you guys bind up Makoto and and everything while he's he's sitting on the desk and they Claire, they kind of slap you out of your your stupor. Every your ears stop ringing and you can see more than just white now. Good job there, drama kid. I Thank you, uh, Machine Man, if we're going to use names like that for each other. Listen, wh- the point is, who is this person, and, 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 and what is he doing here? I just look over at Strix. He is an acolyte. An acolyte of someone who I thought was a friend. And now... 
I do not know. I do not know how he found his way here or what his purpose is, but. Well, we're going to have an opportunity to find out. Say we take him back to the shop. All right. Agreed. And perhaps your, your, your abilities can be of use, uh, turning, to, turning to Fergus. Perhaps your abilities can, can be of use in, in this matter, if you would be so kind. I'll You're... do my best as a slippery mind. That is all anyone can right. Means I'm going to be letting two more people in on the secret, but hey, we need a place to get do this, and it needs to be a place nobody knows about. So I'm just going to ask the two of you to, uh, I don't know, superhero code of honor, whatever. Uh, I have a place. Um, that we can uh, we can hole up and follow figure out what our next move is. All right, and on that note, but, I think uh, that's a good well, spot to end the night. Can lead into other things. That was lots of fun. Thank you guys for schooling us on the system. We have a lot to revamp. Uh, guys, <laughs> thank you, thank you all for listening. All those people out there, thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, everyone that's listening. I would just like to say that if you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, please uh, feel free to look up and join the PNP, uh, um, the Omniverse Facebook group. It's a fan group that's we got a lot of fantastic conversation going on. So if you've enjoyed this and you want to learn more, both Len and I are very active on there. There's a bunch of other great people. Um, EvilBeagleGames.com. If you want to know more about what the company's doing, uh, we're about to go through a major revision. Uh, so keep an eye out because it's going to be some really, really fun stuff. Um, and if you uh, want to know more, you want to play the game, uh, the Waiting Room Edition is currently available on DriveThru RPG. It's not the full, final, gorgeous, all the art version, but it's a, a an entirely playable version of the game that has you know heroes and villains and all kinds of stuff in it. So you can grab it and play. Lynn, anything you want to add? And it was what he said. Uh, thank you for having <laughs> us. It's been fun. And uh, we remember to stick around for a few minutes once we uh, once we turn off the lights and the cameras. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, you know, for the Birdcast, you know, that's all of our stuff on social media. We got Patreon, blah, blah, blah. But thank you guys so much from Evil Beagle, Lynn, and Sean. You guys are awesome. Love this system. It's been so much fun so we'll see everybody on the next blast. Blast. yeah so from everybody good night